I go hard cuz hey you guys I hope you guys are doing good thank y'all for joining me let me show all my screens are up here oh my gosh it's been such a long week you guys I hope you guys are doing good yes I'm here <laughs> thank y'all for coming through Y'all like the wig? Thank you. I decided to try the thin baby hairs. You know, this generation, I like the thin. I'm from the 90s where we did the thick baby hairs, the thick little sideburns. But I decided to do a little thin. You know what I'm saying? Switch it up a little bit. But I like the thick. You know what I mean? But I think the thin, you know, it turned out, right? It turned out I like it. like the little curly wig. I hope y'all are doing good. Oh, my gosh. I've been so busy. My Leo birthday bash is this weekend. It has been a lot of work, Okay. A lot of work, but it's going to be lit, and I'm so excited for all the people who are flying in, who are coming. I'm excited for all my friends in the Twin Cities who are coming. Now, y'all remember last week, there was a shooting at the Mall of America while I was live, and it was like, it was heartbreaking just to watch that. You know what I'm saying? Uh, those three idiots have been caught, but y'all, when I tell you, somebody try to ask me about my city, somebody who lives in Georgia, okay, in Atlanta, okay? Well, we can't even go to Lenox Mall no more. As much as I go to Atlanta, I have not been to Lenox Mall since 2019. I said, what we're not going to do is act like the Mall of America is a ratchet place. We're not going to do that. Not when you can't even go to Lenox Mall or Flips Plaza without being scared you're going to get jacked. So we're not we're not going to do that, okay? So um, everybody else was like, I don't care. I'm still coming. I still want to see the Mall of America. <laughs> I got some body friends. Like, we're not worried about that shit. That was a one-time event. We still coming through, T. So... I'm super happy. I'm super excited. We got a comedian, um, Elliot. He's going to be on board telling jokes. We're going to be doing a cost. Well, no, best dress, best dress contest because everybody has to wear animal print, sexy animal print. I just got a 360 booth, so I'm renting that. Um, catered food. So we go, I'm telling we're going to have a nice little kickback on the Mississippi River. I cannot wait. It's going to be fun. And then my homeboy, uh, DJ Tiny Toons, he's going to be DJing. So it's going to be lit. So for all y'all who are going to be there, y'all going to have a good time. I will be taking video for everybody else so y'all can see. You know what I'm saying? So we're going to have fun. So yeah, you know, when it's Leo season, we party the entire Leo season. So even though my birthday was on the 29th, we're still partying. So I got, and I got a few friend Leos, um, a surprise. I'm not going to say who it is, but they're flying in as well to come celebrate with me. You know, fellow, you know, big Leo energy. Okay. So yesterday, I'm just waiting for more people to come. Y'all know I ramble at first till we get more people. We got about 3,000 people. Yes. All the little Leo symbolisms. Thank you. Our little Zodiac. Shout out to everybody having a birthday. Shout out to Kenya. She's one of my mods on Discord. Today's her birthday. Happy birthday, Kenya. Love you. Um, Yesterday with Troyce's, Troyce's birthday, Troyce TV. Love you. Happy birthday, fellow Leo. My homeboy, Freddie O. He's a Leo. Damn, it's a lot of us that are Leos, honey. Okay? So, yeah, everybody, gang, gang, happy birthday to y'all. So, yesterday, my homegirl came over to help me do the balloons. Because I'm doing the decorations myself. I don't spend so much money on this party. So, I'm like, I'm going to just do my own damn decorations. Okay? So, I was doing the centerpieces. And so, her daughter came over. Her daughter's about nine. So I'm like, I need you to help, you know, blow up these balloons. Now, first of all, this generation of kids got it good. Because when we were younger, there wasn't a balloon machine. 
So I ordered this balloon machine on Amazon. So I'm trying to show her, you put the balloon on there, you push it down, it blows it up, you tie it. She goes, Miss T, I don't know how to tie it. But wait, what? She's like, I've never tied a balloon. So I'm trying to help her out. I'm trying to teach her. It was good. You know, I said, you got to have to practice. And then when I thought about it, I said, y'all kids are spoiled. I said, the reason why you don't know how to tie a balloon is because y'all are so embedded in technology. I said, we didn't have a balloon blower when we were kids. I said, me and her was thinking about that. I said, wasn't no balloon blower. We have to use our lungs. Yeah. Am I lying? These kids will never know the struggle. When there was a birthday party, and most people back then had at least four kids. It was four of us. Most people had four kids back then. You'd have all your kids come in the living room, bring a pile of balloons. Y'all need to blow these up by noon. And it'd be you and all your siblings like... <laughs> Facts, right? Mama did not care if you had asthma. You better shake that shit off. You got asthma. Go use your inhaler and come back here and finish blowing up these balloons. There was no balloon makers back in the day. I said, so the least you can do is know how to tie a balloon, honey. Man, these kids are spoiled. Yes, there was no balloon blower upper. Your lungs blew up balloons back in the day. And we couldn't afford helium balloons. So, And then after the party, that was like the party gift. Everybody get a balloon. That was like the funnest thing. We would play with our balloon for like a whole week until it deflated. Don't take it outside because it's going to hit the grass and, and pop. Then your balloon is gone. Child, I miss them days. These kids got it good, honey. So I was up yesterday till about 5 o'clock in the morning putting together the centerpieces, finishing up the balloon decorations. So I, I'm proud of myself. I need to be some type of, you know what I mean, party decorator. I, that might be my new venture. You know what I'm saying? Doing like party decor and figuring stuff out for planning parties because I, I have a good time with that. So yes, honey, we're going to get down. We're going to have fun. All right. We got close to 5,000 people in here. I know that's right. Y'all are funny with these emojis. Yes, TT the party planner. You know what I'm saying? So I'm going to be throwing more events. I like get-togethers. I like kickbacks. You know, and I feel like ever since COVID, we haven't been able to, like, really get out, you know, and, like, just have fun again. So I just want to do that. So it's going to be like a little reunion. I can't wait to see a lot of my friends and family I have not seen in months. Some of y'all I ain't seen in years, bitch. It's quiet as it's kept. So I can't wait to see y'all. <laughs> so yeah, we're going to have a good time. We're going to have a good time. Let me read a few of these super chats and we're going to go ahead and start on the stream. Um, I know somebody has sent like the first super chat. Let me see if it's still up. It was something about she's been watching me since the fifth grade. Okay, here we go. Michelle. Michelle Sawyer sent $19.99. She says, hey, T, been watching you since the fifth grade. I'm a junior in college now. Uh, would you shout out my friend, Tana Fia? It's her 19th birthday. We love your videos. Happy birthday, fellow Leo Tana Fia. Thank you so much for watching and supporting my videos. I appreciate the both of y'all. Y'all continue doing good and, you know, graduate college and just make something of yourselves. You know what I'm saying? Make your auntie proud. So happy birthday. Thank you so much for that, Michelle. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's going down. It's going down this season. Um, let's see here. Margaret said $9.99. Thank you, Margaret. TJ says, T, we got you on TV in the family room. You the staple in this house. Love you. Love y'all, too. I be so, like, I don't know. I be humble when y'all be sending me, like, messages in the DMs. And I'm on y'all's TV. I'm like, damn, I might not have a TV show, but I'm on TV, bitch. You know, I'm on somebody TV. You know what I mean? So I appreciate that. Thank you guys so much. Um, Elsie is a new member. Welcome, Elsie. Thanks for joining. Uh, 
Key Ran Vegas sent 499 says, finally caught a live female music producer from Philly showing love to one of my favorite YouTubers. Thank you so much. I appreciate you. My best friend is from Philly, so I definitely have to get back out there. So thank you. Um, Reserve sent five says, hey, T, I've sent multiple emails trying to get back in the Discord. No response. It's been more than three months. Oh, my God. Okay. Reserve X. Send me one today. Send me it with your name today, and I will check. Um, I forwarded the ones I was seeing. I sent them all over to Marinelle, and she got everybody back in. So yours might have been missed. I get a lot of emails. So send me one today, and I will forward it over to her. So thank you. Um, Y'all love that Discord, honey. Come on back. <laughs> uh, Keisha Anderson sent five. Says, hey, T. Love and admire your humor, tact, and integrity. My birthday's on Saturday, Leo gang, gang, gang. Thank you so much, sis. Thanks for the sleeper chat and happy birthday to you, sis. Um, TJ Senfai says, T, us Virgos will be walking with you. We'll be walking you Leos out soon. Ma'am, sit down. <laughs> Let us enjoy our season. But you know what? We do that too, though. We do that to the cancers. We kick their ass, smooth out the pride line. Bye, Cancers. It's Leo season. So, yeah, I guess y'all will be walking us out soon, right? Um, Let's see here. Uh, Amira says, hey, my birthday is August 7th. I'm still turning up, having a party next week. Turn up, T. Much love. Happy belated birthday. Thank you so much, sis. Thanks for coming through. Uh, T. Bishop says, I have strong lungs because of the balloon struggle. I'm telling you, these kids will never know the struggle, Okay. They're using balloon makers. I said, I thought about that. Like, this, this is crazy. It cut our work down in half, though. I'm not complaining. But the fact that, you know what I'm saying, there's a balloon maker that just blows it up for you. The only thing you got to do is tie it. Man, we, was, we, we struggled as children. But it made us very resilient. You know what I'm saying? Now we got good lungs and shit. Because <laughs> of damn balloons. So thank you for the super chat, love. So, child, we got to talk about this. Pete Davidson. Kanye West situation. Oh, Peter's out here. He's 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 going through. He done checked himself into trauma therapy. I'm not gonna lie. I've never heard of this. This must be some rich white people Hollywood stuff. And then I'm like, what is the trauma? Were were you beaten and and battered? Were you you know art? Were you s? Did somebody essay you? What what trauma is this man facing? Well, from what they're saying, the trauma is the trauma that Kanye West has been causing him. Now, Kanye is doing the most. You know, y'all know I have held Kanye accountable for his shenanigans. Um, the other day, and remember I told y'all when I did the Kim Kardashian video, when I talked about the breakup, I said, you know, Kanye's somewhere celebrating and clapping and shit. You know, he's happy. So that morning, the very next morning, he took to his social media page. Let me share my screen real quick. And just, you know, he this wasn't needed, Kanye. Come on, black man. You're doing the most. He wrote this on his Instagram page. He made a fake New York Times article. <laughs> Kanye shit. He says, Skeet Davidson, dead at age 28. Okay? And then he also wrote some shady stuff about Kid Cudi. Like, um, something about Kid Cudi was the, I don't know, child, the funeral di director, the, the damn you know, the, the player in the band. I don't know. But he also included Kit Cudi in that. So when this went viral, a lot of people were very upset. They said that, you know, Kanye West was once again bullying Pete Davidson. He knows that Pete does not like to be called skeet. And that, you know, he's basically just 
taking it over the top now. It's not that serious. I personally thought it was very distasteful. I think I found... Okay, this is what he said about Kid Cudi. He said, Kid Cudi meant to play at funeral, but fearful of bottle throwers. So that is what he said about Kid Cudi. Um, let me show y'all that. That's what was written right here about Kid Cudi. So he threw shade at him because we all know uh, during, uh, what was that? Rolling Loud. Was that Rolling Loud? What was the festival that they had me hosting online, y'all? Y'all right. I think it was Rolling Loud Miami. Um, they was throwing stuff at him at Rolling Loud. And so he said, if y'all throw one more thing at me, I'm leaving. Well, you know, this this generation has no chill. You know, they will test your gangster. So somebody just, Bam! Hit him in the forehead with a damn water bottle, and he left. He was like, "Fuck this!" He just he walked off the stage, refused to perform, left. Thank you, Rolling Loud, and shout out to everybody who came through, y'all. When I tell y'all, y'all had Spotify, the people who were running the Rolling Loud thing, y'all had them dying laughing. Let me explain to y'all. I was supposed to be in charge of like I was the filler, right? So. There was a whole Spotify room where different artists would go and talk to the people at Spotify, the people that they picked to interview. And, you know, it's like, I don't, I forget the names of the people that were picked. You know, it was Pretty Black Girl, Cute Black Boy. They were the interviewers, right? So they asked me and a few other people who do like live shows on Spotify to, you know, fill in in case like the celebrities were late or in case, you know, you know, there was just dead air. They wanted somebody there. I'm telling y'all, I didn't know, but as soon as I went live and my fans found out I was live doing like the podcast, the tea sippers came flooding in there. Literally when these Spotify people would be interviewing like some of the biggest names like Soulja Boy, Amaretta, there'd be four people and they're listening. I come on there literally would jump from four people to 300 people. Them Spotify who said they've never seen nothing like that. They're like, your fans go hard. So then they thought y'all was going to stay, right? This was this was the, the killer. They thought the T-Sippers were going to stay and listen to, to the other people interview the celebrities. They're like, once you left, that chat went right back down to zero. <laughs> y'all, I fell out. They were like, like, can you bring them back? I said, they're not going to sit there and listen to these people. They don't know them. They're tea sippers. They're not sippers of their tea. So it was just so funny the way y'all did that. As soon as I was out there, like, oh, they cut tea off the stream. We're out. When I would come back, they come right back. And they're like, oh, but they're interviewing Amaretta. Do you think they'll come? No. <laughs> so I'd be in there listening because I was listening to the interview. So I was listening to Amaretta's interview. I listened to Soldier Boy's interview. It was literally seven of us. But as soon as I went up on that stage, that shit jumped up to like three, four hundred people. It was so funny. So shout out to y'all, man. I got some real hardcore supporters, and that means a lot to me. You know what I'm saying? So thank y'all for just always supporting me. Uh, matter of fact, um, I'm on a billboard. I can't go out to New York. I got too much stuff I got to do in the Twin Cities. I was supposed to leave to go to New York yesterday, but I decided to cancel my trip. I, I had to be here for the, the party, and people are flying in. So I decided to just stay. But I'm on a billboard in Penn Station. So if y'all are in New York, can y'all please send me videos and pictures of my billboard child? Spotify got me out there. So they are really proud of us. The tea sippers are doing our thing. They're loving Tea Time Unfiltered. So um, I'm part of the um, R&B thing that we did down in New Orleans. So they're promoting it on the billboard. So it's going to be up there for like the next week and a half. And um, I don't know if I'm going to be able to get out there. So if you guys are near Penn Station, please 
send me pictures, send me videos and tag me. I would really, really appreciate it. So thank you guys so much. Thank you. I appreciate it. Like I, I really wanted to go and see it myself, but just the timing was really bad. And it was like really making me like be depressed and have anxiety because I, you know, I feel like I'm I have to do two different things at once. But then my friend told me she was like, "This is gonna be the first of many." She's like, "Even though you can't see this one person, you're gonna get some more, and we're gonna speak that into existence." So thank you, Spotify. Appreciate y'all. So yeah, man. Thank y'all. So um. Going back to the whole Skeet Davidson situation, I was talking about Kid Cudi and him getting, you know what I'm saying, pelted with bottles at Rolling Loud. So um, after that went viral, a lot of the Kanye West fans, uh, child, y'all done ran over there, y'all was harassing Skeet and making fun of him and picking on him. So now he's checked himself into trauma therapy. Um, you know, he has a lot of like low self-esteem or I don't know, he has like issues, like mental health issues. I think he's bipolar. I know he has a lot of mental health issues. He's he's admitted that. So let me play y'all this video clip here where they're talking about this. And now they're they're saying that Kanye's a bully. And you know, should he be kicked off of Instagram and Twitter? Right now he's deleted everything on his social media page. Supposedly Kim Kardashian told him to delete everything, so he went ahead and deleted it. But let me show y'all this video here. Just so I could be Pete Davidson's Who? Kanye West is never shy about his feelings, especially when it comes to his estranged wife, Kim Kardashian's former beau, Pete Davidson. And in the wake of Keith's split, a source tells E.T. Pete's been in therapy for years, but now he's taking it a step further. Pete is seeking, quote, trauma therapy help in large part due to Kanye's constant threats and public attacks. It is... It was, Why do they keep playing the music? I don't want them to play because they're going to flag me. Game called say? Easy. And when it first dropped in March, Pete reportedly reached out to Ye to settle the beef. Since deleted screenshots of the alleged convo between the two circulated online, Pete asking Kanye to calm down while praising Kim for being a great mother. He's just super genuine. And Kim, well, she made it clear on her Hulu docuseries, The Kardashians, she doesn't agree with how Kanye handles his feelings. Like, all I can do is control how I react to something. I can't control how he treats me. And since news broke that Keith is donezo after nine months of dating, the rapper reacted to the split online, sharing a fake cover of the New York Times with a fake headline that read, Skeet Davidson dead at age 28. It has since been deleted from his Instagram. And aside from social media, a source tells ETA is way happier with Pete out the picture. Quote, he never took their relationship seriously or felt good about Pete being around. I'm just extremely happy. Can you tell by my face? As for how Pete's been. <laughs> I can't stand Kanye. So, you know, I feel like he's always had an issue with Pete Davidson. Um, one, like I told you guys, it's like he really helped to elevate the Kardashian brand and family. You know, he took them to a whole nother level. You know, back in the day, she was modeling for milkshake and, you know, promoting Hardee's, you know, fish sandwiches and shit. You know, they were doing like the bare minimum of promo. And so when she got with Kanye, he really stepped the whole family's game up. He really helped to legitimize that family. And I feel like in return... Kim was really legitimizing in a way Pete. Like Pete 
of course he's famous. He has his fan base, you know, SNL, stuff like that. But him being seen with Kim Kardashian took him to a whole nother level. You had people in the industry taking him more seriously. People who were never checking for him like that. Now he was on the, you know, the lips of every magazine, you know, red carpet. Where he would go to red carpets, maybe for like goofy events. It wouldn't be for like the Met Gala. Like nobody would have invited Pete to the Met Gala a year ago. So she helped to rise his star. And I believe that that really bothered Kanye because of all the work he put into that family to get them where they're at. Not say they didn't have the fame and the fortune before Kanye. I'm just saying that Kanye took them, took them to a whole nother level. But at the end of the day, uh, Pete does suffer from, you know, mental issues. Like as far as, you know, I get, child, y'all can write his, you know, medical issues because I don't really know. All I know, they say that he has like mental issues. Like he just deals with like depression and anxiety and just all types of stuff. So I can see that triggering him. Maybe not so much Kanye saying that, you know, he's dead at 28. I'm sure that was like, that probably pissed him off. But then just the fans, you know, seeing it repeated. And my thing is, like I always tell you, the type of energy that you put out there, words have power. You know what I'm saying? That is spell casting. So for me, okay, he's bipolar. Thank you. I just wanted to make sure. Um, you know, he lost his father. He has also has borderline personality. Well, look at all these psychologists. Okay. So he has borderline personality disorder. He's bipolar. Somebody said he has diabetes. I'm not fooling y'all. I'm going to need y'all not to know his whole health. His whole health history. Somebody said he got PTSD. So Pete got all types of issues. They say he's been messed up ever since his daddy died in 9-11. I did hear about that. Yeah, I knew he had mental issues. You know, black folks, we just put in one big bow. He, he has mental issues. Okay, but he got a lot of little issues. But, and he tries to handle it the best way he can. And for him, his relief is comedy. So I respect that. Like I was saying, words have power. I've told y'all that time and time again, spell casting, speak life into your life, speak good things onto your life. If you want something, speak that, you know what I'm saying? Put energy towards that. If you want to achieve a goal, you want to graduate college, you know, maybe I need to speak. I want a good man more. I don't know. I just don't like being bothered. So I don't really speak that much. <laughs> I don't speak that, but you know, it's just certain things you can speak. So also with the, with the power to speak positivity and energy, you know, the tongue also has the power of life and death. And so for me, when I seen that, I didn't like that at all. Even if it was a joke, even if it was a gag, you don't play like that. You know what I'm saying? And especially, let's keep it real now. Um, you know, there's a lot of strange shit going on during that Donda event. Remember, he was accused of holding a seance. You know, he had everybody in that circle. They were like trying to communicate with the mama. And who was the lady that kept chanting Donda's name? It was just a lot of weird shit that was going on during that Donda concert. Okay, a lot of really weird, esoterical stuff. I broke that down in previous videos. So I don't want somebody who's holding seances and running the damn streets with Marilyn Manson. Let's not forget that. You know, he's a good Christian, but you're running around with a known Satanist, Marilyn Manson. I don't want you playing with my name like that. I'm sorry. You know, poor Skeet. I mean, at, at, at what point, if Skeet was to find Kanye slipping and beat his ass, I wouldn't be mad at him. You don't play like that, okay? Don't be writing that and then you have Marilyn Manson in the background casting some type of, you know what I'm saying, hoodoo spell on me and shit and I'm already dealing with mental issues. So, you know, I'm glad he's going into therapy and he's getting the counseling that he needs. Um, I, I'm, You know, I was cracking a joke at the beginning. I've just never heard of trauma therapy per se. 
you know, those type of therapies tend to deal with like super, you know, like assault, stuff like that. I didn't know you could do it for, you know, internet harassment, but that's fine. But I think at some point in time, Peter's going to catch him slipping. You know, Kanye just needs to stop. At the end of the day, Kim don't want him no more. Okay. She got what she wanted out the deal. She got her beautiful little mixed babies. They're all adorable. Um, she's best friends with Anna Winter. Her and her whole family are sitting at all the, you know, Paris Fashion Week, Italian Fashion Week, Milan, just all these fashion weeks. They've broken into a whole nother little, you know, stratosphere. So they really don't need Kanye anymore like that. And I think he's upset. I think at this point in time, Kanye needs to move on. He needs to stop. Pete Davidson is half of y'all's age, okay? I didn't realize he was that young. I said, damn, he ain't even 30 years old. He ain't ready to settle down. You know, for him and for Kim, it was just sex. You know, she was steadily bragging on his big peeing energy. And he got a chance to, you know, bang one of the baddest Kardashian sisters. Hell, if I was Pete, I'd get with Kim too. And I'm not even Pete, but I'm just saying. Like, no 28-year-old man is going to turn down Kim Kardashian. So I think, you know, Kanye needs to realize that. And my thing is this. Kanye, how many little, you know what I'm saying, thotties have you been with since you've broken up with Kim? I can't keep up. They all look like Kim, too. Do you see Kim harassing Julia Fox, the second girl that looked like her, the third one that looked like her? Kim don't say nothing. She gets her BDE and she keeps it moving, okay? That's what you should be doing, Kanye. I'm going to need you to leave Pete Davidson alone. You know, starting to be kind of creepy. And then the other one, don't kid Cuddy got mental health issues, too? I mean, you're just mental. You're messing with people who really have issues. Didn't Kid Cudi after Drake dissed him on the track? He went and checked himself into a mental facility and had a mental breakdown. Kanye, quit picking on people. You're too old for this shit. Making bootleg uh, New York Times letters and shit. Pete Davidson did. Yeah, I didn't like that. I wasn't feeling that because, like I said, you can speak certain things into existence and, you know... Kanye be running around with Marilyn Manson, so I'm like, that's, I, that's all I'm going to say. I, I wasn't feeling that. I didn't think it was funny when I seen this. I thought it was just a bit much, you know? So the fact that he has now checked himself into this trauma center child, um, I'm not surprised. Not surprised at all. Look, Love says, don't Kanye West got mental issues too? Laugh out loud. Right. Right. <laughs> Look, now everybody's saying Kanye. <laughs> that's what I was thinking. Like, you got mental health issues. You cry all the time about the media messing with you and, you know, people not understanding you. And then you turn around. You know, that's the, that's the pot con the kettle black. You over here messing with two people with mental health issues. But then as soon as you get that smoke back, now it's all about your mental health issues. At this point, you know, I feel like some people are just using this now as a crutch. Either you got mental health and you're going to respect other people's mental health or you really don't got it. You only scream that you have mental health issues when it's convenient. That's the vibe I'm getting. Yeah, he got mental issues. <laughs> y'all got to be cracking up in this chat. Shout out to all 8,000 people in here. Make sure y'all hit that like button, please. It's free. Um, let, me, let me go ahead and read some of these super chats here. Uh, Mariah. I like how you spell that. That's pretty. Mariah Monique. Sam 499 says, hey, auntie, looking cute with them. TT's out. Thank you, sis. <laughs> Appreciate you. Uh, let's see here. Malcolm Antoine says, all you need is a tiny fluttering ring. Angel T. Uh, thank you so much. Appreciate you. Um, Amira says, A was my, oh no, I read that one. 
Sorry about that. Let's see here. Um, Sherry Duke sent $20. Thank you so much, Sherry. A-Rose says, hey, T, my baby Juliana will be one years old this Sunday. She recognizes your voice since she was in my belly. She just smiles when she hears you. Oh, that's awesome. Happy birthday to the baby Leo Cub. That is so dope. Somebody sent me a screenshot because I didn't see the comment. But somebody last week was in labor having a tea sipper while watching me. And they're like, you made my labor so much better. I was going through it and then you went live. Like they literally had their baby while I was live. So look, look at me bringing life into this world. <laughs> so congratulations on the new baby. The person who wrote that comment, congratulations. I thought that was so sweet when RG sent me that comment. I was like, what? So that is funny. I said, you new moms is different, honey. Because when I was in labor, I don't even think, it was during the Super Bowl with my oldest. I was in labor. Child, I didn't, I couldn't focus on the television. So y'all are funny. She's like, I'm in labor listening to lovely tea. <laughs> um, let's see here. Uh, Ari sent 99 says, hey, T, my 30th birthday is tomorrow. Team Leo, happy birthday, Ari. Thank you so much for coming through and enjoy your birthday. Uh, Titi Deshawn, oh, she removed her message. Um, Jordan says, hey, mamas. Got you playing on my speaker at my job. We're all <laughs> we're all tea sippers today. One band sound. Love you. Love you too. And thank you guys so much for the support. Appreciate y'all. Krista Richardson says, hey T, looking lovely. Just became a member. I'm excited to sit with y'all. Definitely. Thank you so much. Now you'll have access to the deep dive videos. Um, all the links are posted. Just keep scrolling down. And you'll see the links um, that were posted probably like two weeks ago. So that way you can, you know, join in and watch those videos. So thank you. Um, Nix Olive, I think that's what it says, says, I love you. I was just listening to Spotify a few minutes ago. Thank you for posting as much as you do. Shout out uh, from a Chicago and from Puerto Rico. Thank you so much. Yes, yesterday's Spotify Green Room was dope. Thank you to everybody who came through. Um, the girl, Daisy, who called in from Panama. Oh, we. If y'all have not listened to that Green Room episode, it's up. It was really good. We talked about everything from, you know, Instagram folks charging an arm and a leg to the flu dot culture. And she talked about how one of her friends got flu dot to New York, you know, by this really handsome guy. They had been talking for months. You know, the friend was falling for him. And he ended up pulling, uh, I don't even know, I can say the word, to her head and threatened to kill her. You know, so some of these people are flying people out for very sadistic reasons. And by the grace of God, she left. Like he just flipped on her, caught her a gold digger and everything else. So I don't know. Y'all just be careful, child. I said again, flu dog, just go up the street. <laughs> it's getting insane out here. Um, Let's see. Chung Lee sent $20, says, congratulations, my fellow dope Leo sis. My birthday is 818. Thank you so much. And happy, is it? No, it's coming up. Happy early birthday. So thank you. Uh, let's see here. Nam just sent NOK money. Norway. I figured that. She says, love from the north of the earth, Norway. The Somali community here loves you. My fam doesn't watch you, but they know your theme songs by heart because of me. Oh, that's awesome. Thank you so much. I'm telling you, we're everywhere. We're all over the world. We're worldwide, right? The T-Sippers are everywhere. So thank you. I love the Somali community. We have a big Somali community here as well. So 
one of my really good Somali friends, Marianne. She's coming to the party, so I can't wait to see her as well. We're going to turn up. Um, let's see here. Uh, C Guardian said 9.99 says, I'm going to catch the playback. Much love from Amsterdam. Look at all these people, all these international tea sippers. I know that's right. Thank you so much. Appreciate you for coming through. Nee Noodle says, birds of a feather flock together. All these men were in Kanye's circle. It's weird that the Kardashian women go for mentally ill men. <laughs> now, that comment said a lot. Thank you so much. That is true. They were all friends. Because remember, that's how Kanye and Kim met Pete. They were introduced to him by Kid Cudi. They all went to dinner together. Okay? So they were all introduced to him by Kid Cudi. Who would have known two years later... Skeet would be skeeting in his wife. I'm just saying. <laughs> A straight up mess. Um, let's see here. Uh, Burple Blob sent $10 in, um, in Australian money. So thank you. Says, hey, T, I've never bought anything online or supported anything with money, but I got your membership yesterday. Thanks. I'm a proud tea sipper and I'm a, a rib... Uh, Oh, hold on. Aboriginal. Aboriginal Australian. Wow. That is awesome. Thank you so much. Thank you for the support. It means the world to me. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Man, we got the Aboriginals in the house. I love that. That is so dope. Who would have thought? My ass. My little ass. We have so many people just worldwide, like just really listening and respecting my voice like that is humbling thank you somebody in here from mexico i see the mexican flag i see the colombian flag i see the german flag that's what's up oh somebody's in here from russia oh okay they said that they live in the u.s i'm like how you get here because <laughs> you know russia they like they're not they're not fucking with nothing american well welcome they live here in the u.s that's what's up all right so let's go ahead. We're going to get on the next topic. I've already been out here. Dang, time be flying. It's already been 33 minutes. So we got to talk about this. No, before I get on this topic, let me give y'all the update on these kids from Minnesota who shot up the mall. Let me give y'all an update on that. Because they're still looking for one of the shooters. I had Maria post the update yesterday and I had the video. This is what's really disturbing about this to me is the fact you have you have these young young kids not thinking before they act. There's a female involved in this. Three arrested in connection to Mall of America lockdown. Suspected shooter still at large. They're saying the police have identified fugitive accused of firing shots inside the Mall of America last week before fleeing to the suburbs of Minneapolis. Um, shooting shopping complex with the help of several accomplices. So they're looking for this 21-year-old named Shamar. Um, basically, from what I heard, it was like 12 people, like a big brawl, and then somebody pulled out a gun and started shooting. But these are the people here. So she's in the middle of this shit, arrested. That's just, just goofy. Okay, here goes the story. They say they're also still looking for the men who fired the shots in that incident. ABC6 News anchor Laura Lee is in studio with the latest on the search to find them. 
James, a search for two men wanted in connection to the shots fired incident at the Mall of America last week is going nationwide. Bloomington police just announced within the last hour that search warrants have been issued for Shamar Lark and Rashad May, who are still on the run tonight. Meantime, prosecutors have charged three people in connection to the shooting. Delani Arnold, Dinesh Ragabir, and his cousin Selena Ragabir are all charged with aiding an offender. Now, surveillance video showed six people were involved in a fight in front of the Nike store. Police say Larkin may return to the store and Lark fired a handgun several times at those involved. You cannot, in a free society, continue to enjoy all the freedoms that we have when you're going to show a complete lack of respect for humanity by firing into a crowded mall store. Police say the three people then helped law. Okay, I rather be. <laughs> okay, why are all the police officers and people looking for clout? I'm not trying to be mean, but it's like, do you notice like every time there's like a big story, there's always like some police officer, chief of police, he got pictures. He's always being extra. You will not enjoy the freedoms of a free society if you're going to decide to shoot inside a Nike store. Like, I would, yeah, I assume so. I just know they be looking like, and it's, I, I don't care what y'all say. Ain't nobody worse than the lady in Atlanta that keeps charging the rappers and shit. She is definitely looking for clout. I don't care what nobody says. She is definitely looking for like, you know, I'm glad she's cleaning up the streets of Atlanta. Don't get me wrong, right? But it's like you keep saying that you're scared and you're getting threatened by, you know, these gang members. But yet every time, you know, every other week, we're coming for some more rappers. We got more indictments coming. Ma'am, how about you have somebody else speak since you're just, you're scared, but you keep, you know what I'm saying? You, you keep jumping in front of the camera. I don't know. I just find it funny. I've been noticing that. Like, and then the, the other guy the in Pinellas County, Florida, that police officer, don't let nothing happen in Pinellas County. I forget his name. Y'all can write it down. He be on the news all the time. He had did that commentary about the McDonald's, like the girl who went in McDonald's and flipped out and started twerking. He was like, yeah, she was twerking and stuff after committing a crime. I wonder if she's going to be twerking in jail. I'm like, these cops be cracking me up. They be doing their own little commentary, child. Polk, yeah, Sheriff Grady, that's his name, Sheriff Grady. Yup, he be, oh, it's Polk County. I thought it was Pinellas County. Okay, it's Polk County. He be everywhere with his little commentary about any situation. Today, there was a high-speed chase. Guess what? We caught him. You won't be driving through Polk County rushing again. <laughs> Like, do we need a commentary from the police? Like, we can we let the news people just do their job? <laughs> but I'm glad they caught them people. You know, y'all can't be in the mall shooting. Like, y'all, yeah, that's not okay. There's babies. I thank God nobody was killed. But y'all can't be in there just shooting. Y'all take that shit to the north side. I'm just saying. <laughs> shit out the mall of America. Oh, uh, let me see here. So, now we got to talk about this lady. Now... A lot of people were trying to tell me to give her grace because I had wrote this when it first happened. The lady in L.A., it matter of fact, it happened right after I got off my live stream. So when I got off my live, I started getting sent messages about this horrible crash that went down. And so some of the people that were there said that this person had to be doing like 100 miles an hour. So some people were saying, well, give her grace. Maybe, you know, her brakes went out. And but. But where that crash was, 
if you're just dr driving the normal speed limit, there's no way you can just come flying at 100. Like you had to have been doing that intentionally. Then we find out that the woman is a 37-year-old nurse. Beautiful woman. She's an ICU nurse. And because of her selfish actions, she killed six innocent people, including a, a little baby, a pregnant woman, and several other people. So she's being charged. They're talking about they're trying to give her damn near 100 years. Let me find this story here. It's The whole thing is just really sad. A district attorney has filed charges against a Houston nurse who allegedly caused that fiery crash in Windsor Hills last week that killed six people. Eyewitness News reporter Carlos Granda live now in downtown LA, downtown LA with the latest as families of victims want justice. Carlos. And Mark, that suspect was in court just a short while ago and multiple charges are now filed against her. She is facing six counts of murder, five counts of vehicular manslaughter. And today we also heard from the father of the young boy who was killed in that accident. The suspect, 37-year-old Nicole Linton, making her first appearance in court. She had been in a hospital but was taken to jail over the weekend. Today's arraignment was postponed until October. District Attorney George Gascon holding a rare news conference to announce the charges against her. Uh, the law allows to do an implied murder charge, meaning that the conduct was so uh, egregious that based on that conduct, we can imply that there was malice and therefore the murder charges. And there is pain and grief for Luis Quintero, who lost his son, Alonzo Quintero. He smiled. <laughs> he has that smile that will brighten up your day, no matter what. <laughs> he was full of joy and very excited. I love when he gripped his hands, <laughs> when he would kick his legs from his excitement. Like... <laughs> The 11-month-old boy was in the car with his mother, Asheray Ryan, who was pregnant, and her boyfriend, Raynold Lester. They were heading to a prenatal doctor's appointment. Days after the crash, people are coming by the scene. They hold prayer vigils at the intersection to remember the victims. His heart was large, his smile bright the suspect, Nicole Linton, was hospitalized after the crash, but over the weekend was booked into jail. Surveillance video shows the tragedy. Officials say Linton was speeding in a Mercedes when she ran a red light at the intersection of La Brea and Slauson. She slammed into several vehicles. It caused a fireball that killed six people. Preliminary investigation shows that Linton may have been traveling at approximately 90 miles an hour when she ran through a solid red light. If convicted as charged, Ms. Linton faces up to 90 years to life in prison. Quintero says Linton needs to be held responsible. I only see that as, as justice is made, regardless, something something for her to pay back for it, what she's done. Mm -hmm. Maybe then I can forgive her, but she, not now, she, did, she took my son away from me, and I know I won't ever see her. Mm -hmm. And again, the arraignment was continued until October 26th, right? Hooey, that was hard to watch. That was very, very hard to watch. Um, you know, what, what can you say? You know, even if you give her 99 years, it's not going to bring back any of these people. Um, the fact that there was an 11-month-old baby there, a newborn, well, she's pregnant, excuse me. Um, so many lives were just affected that day. And that's why I say, like, you know, you can make a split second decision, 
that can change the trajectory of your life and other people's lives forever, forever. And do you guys notice usually like when drunk drivers or the person who caused the crash, they usually walk away literally with like no scrapes. I don't know what that is. I feel like everybody I've ever known who has died in some type of car accident, the person who caused it, just jump out the car, they're fine. Meanwhile, the, the, the people who are just going to church and going wherever, they're completely dead. A few years ago, I never talked about this. Um, some of y'all in the Twin Cities may know this story, but this happened, I want to say like 2014. We had six family members. They were coming from church. They were in a minivan. And something happened where somebody veered. Long story short, all six people were killed. All six people were killed. And the whole like 94 was shut down for literally the whole day. It was really bad. It was like one of the baddest accidents in like recent history. And, um, you know, I never, I never talked about it, you know, when it happened. Um, it was a lot. But yeah, that, that's, that's a lot to deal with. So it kind of took me back to what happened with us back then. And you're talking about having to figure out funeral arrangements for so many people, especially when they're in the same family. Um, that's just heartbreaking. And the person who did it, the person who killed all six of those people, nothing. They're fine. Completely fine. I don't even think that person is in jail, to be honest with you. Remember I asked my mom a while ago, like, whatever happened to the person who caused it? From what I heard, they fled the country. So I don't even think they're in jail. But, um, you know, people are saying that she argued with her boyfriend before and you know, she was upset. But then I heard other people say that the lady who was saying that she was arguing with her boyfriend was a liar. It was just some lunatic who jumped on the news. I don't know what this attention seeking shit is with people just jumping on the news and telling stories and making up stuff. Just like the boy who fell off the, the that ride in Florida and died. And the lady that was walking around with sunglasses talking about that was her cousin. And the family was like, we don't know her. Like, why y'all jumping on the news and giving backstories when that's not even the real backstory. So the one girl who came out, it was a black girl that came out like a, like literally two days after everything broke and said that this was her friend. Um, you know, she got into it with her man and she was just going through it and she was on the phone with her. Then it came out that that lady lied. So I don't, I don't even know what the backstory is. First it was the boyfriend thing, but then the lady was found out to not even know the woman. Some people were saying that this lady was depressed. I don't know. And I get depression, I get mental illness, I get, you know, all the things that we go through as human beings. But if you feel the need where, you know, you're feeling the S word, either you go seek counseling, go get some help, or that is on you. Like, it's not, it's not okay for, because I'm depressed and I don't want to be here anymore. I don't have that right to take, to make that decision for other people. And I'm noticing there's an uptick because there was a video that was also posted earlier today. Um, I had seen on my Instagram, Madia had posted it, of this man um, crying because his baby's mother cheated on him. And you hear these babies in the background, they're crying. And long story short, he ends up harming, offing these kids and himself. That's like the third case I've seen in like the past month and a half. I, I don't get this. It was a, a situation here in Minnesota. It was an Asian couple. 
the man offed himself. I don't know. They got into debt. I don't know. Hard times. I get it. Things are hard for a lot of people. He offed himself. And the lady, beautiful Asian lady, was a beautiful Asian couple. She then goes to like one of the lakes out here, drowns her three babies and offs herself. What? Like, I don't get this. Like, it's happening everywhere. I just don't think you have the right to make that decision for somebody else. If you want to sit there and roll your ass off of a cliff, that's sad. But that was your decision. You don't have the right to plow through an intersection at 100 miles an hour and decide the fate of six, the, the fate, excuse me, of six innocent people. You don't have the right because somebody cheated on you or because, you know, you don't want to be a single parent to then decide to just off your kids. That's like, it's just, I don't get it. It's not okay. You know, it's sad. But I'm seeing it happening more and more. And maybe it could be the times we're in, people struggling. But if you are depressed, go get some help. Please, go get some help. Talk to somebody. There's all types of 1-800 numbers. This is the most coddled society. We didn't have no 1-800 numbers in the 90s. You was just depressed. People told you, chuck it up. Get over it. That, that, was little, that was literally how people dealt with depression back in the day. Get over it. You're weak. It could be worse. You're not living in the trash can, are you? That was how people handled it. I'm not being facetious. Like, I was depressed as fuck as a kid. Guess what? No one cared. So the fact that there's all these, you know, outlets, phone numbers, you can, you know, go on Twitter and I'm depressed and I feel like I'm going to harm myself. There'll be a hundred people in that. Oh no, don't do it. You're loved. We're going to pray for you. There's, there's way too much help nowadays in this coddled society for people to be acting like they don't know where to turn. Okay, fine. Your girl cheated on you. That's messed up. I get a man's ego. Go and get some counseling. Talk to some other brothers. Talk to people about it. You don't take your kids' lives. Those babies had nothing to do with that. He only did that to punish the mother. You know, like, it, it's sad. It's sad. You don't have the right to take anybody else's life, period. So that story just, like, really bothered me. I mean, the, the yeah, yeah, we got better help. Hell yeah, we. you can use my codes. It's code sipping tea or something like that. Sip slow, I believe. Yeah. How many times have I promoted better help on my podcast? And there's real counselors there, for real. You can call them. They'll talk to you. You know what I'm saying? Talk you off the ledge. So you, you got to go work that out. You got to go get therapy. You got to talk to people. And if you don't have anybody, I'm telling you, you can come on social media and talk to people. There's always somebody. That's one thing I love about the Discord. When people are just going through stuff, have things on their mind, they can always talk about things to each other. You send each other messages, things like that. But do not, for the love of God, make decisions on other people's lives. That is not your place. And the fact that this woman did not die in this crash, she's going to have to live with that guilt forever. And this was not like, a, and I'm not saying to be any better, like if it was just somebody who was, you know, a crackhead on the street, but this was a woman who went to school and was an IC nurse. So as an IC nurse, you see trauma all the time. You imagine how many IC nurses were affected, you know, because some of those people they tried to save, some of those people ended up going to the ICU and dying. So you cause trauma for your fellow nurses. I just don't understand how as a person who sees life and death all the time, the ICU, she doesn't work in the birthing ward. 
So in the ICU, you never know what's going to come through that emergency room. And that person could live, that person could die. So why as a nurse who's in that line of work, would you do something like that? That's why I'm just like, I don't know, man. And I know y'all be like, oh, you be reaching, um, you know, but I feel like there's a real spiritual battle going on. You know what I'm saying? Demons are real. Like people are opening themselves to all types of like just demonic energy and, you know, low vibrational shit. Like there, I, I can't even think of no other reason for all the stuff that's going on right now. You got a, a young man doing his job at McDonald's, 23 years old because the fries were cold. No, he was 20 years old. The person who shot him was 23. Upset about cold fries. And now that young man is dead. Like, like you can't tell me that when there's not like a spiritual battle going on right now because there's too many things happening that are just not making sense. That's not even a normal response to cold fries. What happened to just ranting and raving like y'all do any other time? Or saying, can you remake these? These are cold. No, I'm going to pull out my gun and shoot you. That's just, I don't know. It's crazy. It's really crazy. Somebody says CERN. Yeah, I, I don't know. Did, did CERN open up a bunch of demons and they're jumping into people? I don't know. Like, I have no idea. But it's crazy. Somebody said the Subway Mayo incident. Yes. It's like, I'm just, you know, like I said, I don't post everything. I don't make a video on everything. But I see all these news stories. It makes me miss Lovely News Network because Chad Ice be on all them stories. But I've just been really shocked at, like, just how much crazy stories are just coming out, you know? So let me go ahead here. Um, let me read a few of these super chats. Um, Case Cecilia says, hey, T, them deep dive videos, honey. I tell everyone to sign up for the membership and sip the tea. Love you. Love you, too, and thank you so much. Um, that girl, Emmy, says, at this point, T, your opinions aren't opinions to me. They are facts, period, LOL. Just celebrated my 29th birthday, August 8th. Love you so much. Love you, too, and thank you so much. Happy birthday, fellow Leo. Shout out to you. Um, Angela Q sent the super sticker. It says, critically hit. Thank you so much, Angela. Um, let's see here. Knee Noodles says, birds of a feather flock together. All these men. Oh, yeah, I read that earlier about Kanye. Um, let's see here. Foxy Brown one says, hey, T, just got done with my workout. Time to sip tea. Happy belated birthday. Thank you so much, sis. Appreciate you. Um, let's see here. It's. Najama Ali Star, I'm Arabic. I can't wait to talk to you in the green room. America is super scary, especially compared to other Western countries. Yeah, anything goes here in America, you know, but that's what makes us tough. We, you know, we take it and we're just, you know, we're resilient and we keep moving forward. But yes, yeah, it's, it's a lot of craziness that's going on in this world. Um, you know, not just here in America, but just globally. Even like with everything that's going on right now with um, China and Taiwan, you know, and I really think that China is going to be making a move, you know, maybe not tomorrow, but soon. It's a lot. So just got to step on top of everything that's going on globally, you know, in your country and other countries, you know, just stay vigilant and stay aware of everything. So thank you. Um, Donata says, forget Pitbull T, you are the real worldwide. This is my first super chat. I hope you can come back and visit Char Charlotte soon. Thank you so much. Appreciate you, sis. Thank you. Um, Jerry Belize says, I'm late, but I caught a live. Happy birthday. 
I wish you and everyone the best at your birthday bash. Woo woo. Thank you so much, Jerry. Appreciate you, love. Um, Mamulia, I, I know I probably mispronounced that. I'm sorry. They said, I love your content and as always, greetings from Finland. Thank you so much. I appreciate you. Thank you. Um, Marvin D, what's up, Marvin? He says, hey, sis, looking gorgeous as always. I was knocked out after I came home from the gym today. That's what's up. Thank you for stopping through. So I want to come out here now. I want to talk about Angela Yee. So Angela Yee made a big announcement yesterday on Twitter. And um, it surprised a lot of people. So let me pull this up here really quick. It's really interesting how people react to stuff. I don't know. I just find it. I find it real interesting. Okay, let me show y'all my screen real quick here. Okay, so she took to Twitter and she says, the Breakfast Club, as you know it, is officially over. So a lot of folks were celebrating on social media. Look, look at this person. Messi starts praise dancing. Um, people were saying it's karma. I mean, it was a mess. So a lot of people were like super happy. They were saying, oh, you know, that's good. Um, I'm glad the breakfast club is over. You know, I didn't I didn't really agree with that. I felt like at the end of the day, regardless, I may not be a big a fan as them is when they first started. I've kind of tuned out because I kind of got tired of like the do you have guests, but you haven't done any background on them. You're just winging it on the fly. They started getting a little bit lazy. Not really Angela. I think Angela researched her guests, but it'd mainly be like, DJ, especially DJ Envy. He would never know like the backstory. They'd have people on there who were premiering, you know, their new show. Folks had never watched the prior seasons. So it was always awkward. And then at first, like Charlamagne was very funny. He was more vulgar, of course. But then it was like all this, oh, he just changed up a lot to where I ain't got time. And then they never, if it's like a rapper or somebody that they like, they never hold them accountable. It's all this mush mouth shit. So I've, I've tuned out. But regardless of that, I think what they've done for radio, what they've done for like black media, I would never take that from them. You know, I think sometimes we're so quick to celebrate the downfall of something and we shouldn't. I think we can still give them their flowers and be appreciative of the work that they put in. Cause they've been together for over 10 years, you know, regardless of how people might feel about the breakfast club in 2022, there was a point in time where the breakfast club was everything. I tuned in, I love their dynamic, you know, but then again, things change, you know, people veer off and they have different interests. So I didn't really like the whole celebrating of people thinking that the breakfast club was going away. And I mean, that's to each its own. I'm just speaking for myself. I thought like, you know, it was just kind of, you know, it's like, why do we always celebrate the end of something? Like, this was still black radio. This was still black media. Um, you know, I think we should have showed a little bit more respect on Twitter. But anyways, it's come out today, though, that The Breakfast Club is not technically shutting down. But Angela Yee is going to a new show. She's uh, They created a new show around her. So let me go ahead and play out this clip here. That uh, the Breakfast Club, as you know it, is officially over. The floor is yours, Angela okay. Latavia. You. All right. So, yes. Yeah, so this is really exciting. But this is something that I've been wanting to do for years now, since way before the pandemic. Um, I had actually 
sat down with our big boss, Thea, and I was telling her, like, look, I really want to have my own show. You know, I have my podcast, lip service, and I was thinking I would be able to get something like a weekend situation, you know, one day ease into having my own show again. I did come from Sirius where I had the morning after with Angela Yee and then came here. And so it's always been a goal of mine to have that. And so I thought I would still be on here and then do that show as well. But um, years later, they approached me up here at iHeart. Thea had to sit down with me and told me that they are going to give me my very own show. And so uh, she said uh, the Breakfast Club. Okay. So yeah, I just heard that. So she's getting her own show. Um, the Breakfast Club is not technically over. Basically, she's leaving. She's going to get her own show. So congratulations to Yee on that. Um, so today, I'm going to keep it real, Angela. Did you call TMZ? When has Angela Yee ever been uh, confronted by TMZ? So she just did an interview. When, uh, it's on social media. It just uh, got posted about two hours ago. TMZ walked up on Angela and they're asking her about, you know, who's going to be her replacement. I said, y'all know damn well Angela done called TMZ. <laughs> I've never seen on TMZ before. But let me go ahead and show y'all this video. Check this out. Help them kind of decide who you might want to replace you? Um, Not yet, only because we can't even look until this all got announced and everything was top secret. And so now that it's announced, we can start looking for somebody. But I'll still be there. You know, during that whole process. So. One name was Remy Ma. Oh, that would be amazing. But I promise you they haven't even started. Like, because the guys, you know, for everybody to find out. And then they want to search, like, past the wide net. So they want to open it up, you know. So, I mean, obviously it's for them to decide. And I'll be there until they decide. And maybe I'll be there helping while, while they um, audition people. But I think nothing is going to be set in stone until they feel the chemistry. Do you think that the show will still do very well without you? Yeah, I think so. I mean, everybody has come from different spaces and been successful for like almost two decades. And so maybe more than that, because I've been doing radio for 18 years now. Wow. So that's, yeah, morning radio. So I think that they'll figure it out. I think. It All right, y'all. So that's the interview of Angela Yee and TMZ. Um, so. She's saying that they're going to do some type of, um, I don't know, who's going to be the next VJ for uh, Breakfast Club. Um, I see some people saying, T, you should do it. I wouldn't do it. I don't, I, don't, I don't do sidekicks, okay? I run my own show by myself. I'm funny. I'm witty. You can ask me questions on the fly. I can answer them. So I don't, I don't need a him and a him on the side of me. But, um, you know, whoever gets it, maybe it will be Remy Ma. You know, kudos to whoever gets it. Plus, I like the fact like I don't I don't want to be censored. I don't want to feel like I can't talk on certain topics. I can't go deep on certain things, you know, and I feel like they really had to change once they got more corporate and they got bought out by iHeartMedia. I, I don't want that smoke. I like being able to just, you know, speak. <laughs> so now I'm good over here, but thank you. I can see yep, yep, somebody said Melissa Ford. Um, a, it's Simone. I can see Melissa Ford. I can see Remy Ma, um, Kendra G. I can see all them over there. But yeah, I, I roll solo dolo. I'm bad by myself. You better look. You better let them know, Alyssa. I'm bad by myself. I roll solo dolo. I don't need sidekicks. None of that shit. I got that good credit. I don't need no co-signers. Okay, but 
Now they're not bringing back Miss Jones. Oh hell no, they're not bringing her back. Well, I remember Miss Jones, Wendy Williams. Oh, that'd be funny if you had one. <laughs> Yo, that would be funny if they did have Wendy Williams back on there with Charlemagne, like back in the day. Oh my gosh, that would be that. I would watch that if they bought Wendy and Charlemagne, but it had to be like the way they used to act before. They can't be acting all refined and bougie. And I go to counseling four days a week. We don't want to hear that shit, Charlemagne. You got to be the old Charlemagne, you know, with the two black eyes. <laughs> but back in the day with Wendy Williams, that is when they were popping. That is when they were popping, man. That'd be dope. That'd be dope if, they, if she came back. Amanda Seal, oh, no. She wouldn't fit in with them. She'd be arguing all the time. Um, yeah, she wouldn't fit in with them. And then her and DJ Envy, no, uh-uh. I can see them getting into it constantly. Uh-uh, I don't see, nah, I don't see her. But I think I can see, um, the other ladies. I can see Kendra. I can see, um, Remy Ma. I can see them. Mm-hmm. Somebody said, what happened to Miss Jones? I don't know. Angela Rye. Ooh, that'd be a boring show. You could, though. I just feel like Charlemagne like, jocks her so much. Like, there'd be no debate. There'd be no dialogue. It's just, oh, Angela Rye is so smart. Oh, Angela Rye is so beautiful. Oh, my God, Angela Rye. Like, no, that'd be so boring. Yeah, I couldn't know. That'd be boring. Ms. Jones is an old school VJ. Like, people on the East Coast know Ms. Jones. Um, she used to go in. She was very disrespectful. She, I remember she got under Tina Knowles' skin. Tina Knowles went off on her one day. She was like, she was like the more vulgar, brasher Wendy Williams back in the day. I lived in the Midwest. I didn't get Miss Jones. I didn't get to listen to her. Um, it would only be like if we went out to the East Coast, you know, you'd hear her. Um, but yeah, she was off the chain. She did not give a damn. She'd go in, she'd cuss you out. She made for good radio, but she was just almost, it was too much. She didn't know how to scale it back. Yeah, she didn't know how to scale it back. But yeah, it's going to be interesting to see who they bring on. It's going to be very interesting. Somebody said Miss Jones was dramatic. Tamar Braxton. Now, I don't want to see any, like, celebrity celebrities. Even though, I mean, I guess Remy Ma's a, you know, rapper or whatever. But I'd rather have people who do, like, media. You know, more media people. I think that'd be funny. Okay, let me see here. Um, Anna Israel sent a $20 super sticker. Thank you so much, sis. Appreciate you. Uh, Shan Sablan. Sent a $50 super chat, says, Breakfast Club was messy. They can bring back the original gossiper, Wendy Williams. Thank you so much. Thank you for the super chat, love. Um, Lady Buddha says, hey, T, love your videos. Been watching since your review on the TLC biopic. Many blessings for your future. Thank you so much. Y'all be reminding me of videos I forgot I did commentary on. Wow, the TLC biopic. Thank you. Um, Kayla says, not did not did you call TMZ? T, you should replace her. Thank you so much, Kayla. Yeah, no, I wouldn't be interested, but thank you. I appreciate the love and support. Black Cougar sent $10. Says, I remember how I came to your channel. 
you had commented on another YouTuber's page and I followed you. Happy birthday and blessings to you and beyond. You are a gift. Thank you so much, sis. Appreciate you and thank you for the love. Y'all are awesome. All right, so let me go ahead here. I've been on for an hour. We got over 10,000 people. Shout out to y'all. Thanks for tuning in. Make sure y'all hit that like button, please. So let me go ahead and um get on this next story here. Okay, so we got to talk about this whole Irv Gotti situation once again. Now, I had spoke about this the other day when he was going in on Ashanti. I, you know, I want to listen to the Breakfast Club, inter- not Breakfast Club, excuse me, the Drink Champs interview. I know my homeboy would send me the link. Like, did you listen to it yet? Did you listen to it yet? I've been really busy, so I haven't gotten to listen to it yet. But I'm, I can't lie, I'm kind of turned off and I really don't want to listen to it because I don't like the fact that Irv Gotti is just going out his way to disrespect Ashanti. Now, I didn't even realize he was calling her all types of bitches and everything else, you know, and Irv, yes, he's a great businessman. He was able to start Murder, Inc. They literally were like the the music of my late teenage years. You know what I'm saying? So I just don't understand like all this animosity and hate towards Ashanti. And again, like I said before, he's upset as if he wasn't married to Deb. He had a whole, and Deb was like a beautiful woman, but she was like a shell of herself. You could tell her self-esteem was really low because of how Irv Gotti did her, you know, the constant cheating and just leaving her with the kids, you know, he would like really disrespect on the reality TV show. So for me, knowing that the whole time he's disrespecting this woman, he was also sleeping with Ashanti. It's just, it's just, it's messed up. Now, granted, Ashanti was young, but she also knew it was wrong. You know, you're sleeping with a married man, you know, you're around her, the kids and everything else. Like, that's wrong. She was dead wrong for that situation. But why is this man constantly bringing this up? And why is he bringing this up to, like, shame her? When I heard him say that the reason why she wrote the word, the song Happy, and that was my jam, okay? Ashanti's first album, Bang From Start to Finish. That is still my damn CD. The Ashanti CD? That was the jam. So happy was my song, okay? So for him to say that she wrote happy after he, you know, they had, you know, got it in and he put it on her and, you know, he was getting in the shower and she started humming and singing. Like, I don't like, what you not gonna do, Irv? Because we got the box. What you not gonna do is ruin the song happy for me, okay? That is a good, positive song. I hear, I love listening to that song when I'm in, you know, and I'm in a happy mood. I don't want to think about your ball swinging back and forth and you walking to the shower with your berries and your nuts out. You know what I'm saying? Because you just got done banging the shit out of Ashanti. What you not gonna do is ruin my damn teenage years, Irv. Okay, I'm sorry, y'all. I had to rant. That's what you're not going to do. I was not expecting that. I thought he was going to say, yeah, she wrote the song because I took her out to dinner and she was happy because I bought her, I don't know, a damn Birkin bag. Oh, no, not her. Oh, I just got done fucking her. And then, you know, I walked to the shower and stuff and I was getting in the shower. And she was singing, happy, so happy. <laughs> I said, what? No, he did for one of my favorite Ashanti songs. So at that point, I said, I don't want to watch this damn interview. I'm cool. 
So I haven't watched it yet. I probably will for journalistic purposes. But that's what you're not going to do, Irv. How about you shut up? We don't want to hear nothing else about you on the Shanti. Because what you're not going to do is ruin every damn song. It's bad enough. R. Kelly, this damn R. Kelly situation has ruined a lot of his songs for me. Not that I'm not going to listen to his shit. Not that if it don't come out of my iPod, I told y'all, I'm not turning it. There's a lot of good R. Kelly songs that I do like. But it does disturb me that some of these songs were created because of certain things, okay? So now, instead of me enjoying the song, I'm like, damn, childhood ruined. Because you made this song while doing this, this, and that. Irv, you need to sit down. Stop, okay? Like, I'm just like, well, like, what is the point of this? So anyways, Fat Joe done caught out Irv Gotti, child. You know Fat Joe. He's no longer a rapper. He's a gossiper. <laughs> I'm just keeping it real shit. He got some more than these damn, these damn uh, YouTube streets. I see. I said at this point, Fat Joe is the YouTube streets. He was interviewing the damn uh, that pastor who faked that robbery. I, I tuned and I watched that. I said, "What? Fat Joe's interviewing that pastor?" Yeah. So we, you know, I got some questions to ask you. People are thinking the robbery's fake. I said, "Look at Fat Joe just over here just gossiping." I said, "He he over here spilling tea and breaking stories." So. Fat Joe, nobody, nobody at all. Here comes Fat Joe. I want to speak about this situation. So he's giving his opinion. We're going to go ahead and watch what Fat Joe has to say about Irv Gotti and his shenanigans. Go ahead and play this real quick here. So I'm talking to Nori and the first thing he tells me, yo, man, I did dream chance with Irv. You see what he said? I said, yeah, man. Irv Gotti is sucker, man. He a sucker. And so my thing is, versus is versus. Whoever won, lost. How long ago was that? How many millions ago was the versus? That's what I want to know. How many M's ago? Whatever Earth has with Ashanti is 20 years old, right? And so I know he was making some points that mean a lot to him, his heart and soul. But um, when you keep ranting about somebody 20 years later, it felt like he's not over the, the young lady, right? And so also we didn't know that they was fucking, right? Because the whole time, I'm there. What's love? Big one record, on tour. I've mean, never seen them together like that. Now, I'm not saying they wasn't. They was. Or there was rumors they was. I've never seen it. But I don't need to know. I don't need to know. Right? Now, it's okay if it's on a documentary. You got to say your truth for your documentary. But to go to Dream Chance and um, keep calling her a bitch keep disrespecting um guys i'm gonna be the one you know i'm not the guy you know to uh stand up for shot the brother that i'm not the job who was standing right next to him okay not y'all putting them egg emojis <laughs> y'all trying to say you got an egg shape head 
Y'all gonna leave Fat Joe alone. He's just trying to gossip in peace. <laughs> Not the egg emojis, child. Y'all are a mess. So let me go ahead. So Ja Rule's mad. Oh, Ja Rule's big mad. Because, you know, Fat Joe mentioned him. So let me read to y'all what Ja Rule had to say about the situation. Like I said, I didn't watch the, the interview, so I don't know what all was said. But this is what Ja Rule had to say. Uh, let's see. Okay. So he has three cap emojis. Cap, cap, cap. Stop saying I didn't defend cis and all women. When I clearly told Irv, stop calling Ashanti slash women the B word. Same way I told Joe at the verses, watch the interview before you talk shit. Now leave me the F out of these grown folks business. Heart emoji. <laughs> oh my gosh. Like, what year is this? Like, is this, what is this, 2004? Like, why, why are any of these people trending in 2022? I like, I woke up, I said, wait, Ja Rule uh, confronts Fat Joe over Irv Gotti and Ashanti. Like, what, what year is this, 2004? Like, what the hell is this? Child. And then not the heart emoji at the end. I said, these people are a mess. But from what I saw in the comments, people were saying that Ja Rule did defend Ashanti. And Ja Rule told Irv to stop calling her a bitch. So I did see people, you know, people writing that in the comments. But like I said, I didn't watch the interview. So I don't know what I was said. But I don't understand, like, why she's all types of bitches now. So the fact that he's calling her out her name. When Ashanti's never really said anything disrespectful about Irv. Besides blasting the fact that he took her publishing. You know what I'm saying? And Ashanti really could say a lot more. Because let's also not forget J-Lo and Ja Rule, you know, the whole I'm Real and all these songs that they helped. J-Lo was running with Murder, Inc. like really tough. In some of her songs, you can hear Ashanti's background vocals. They were so lazy, they didn't take her vocals off of the song. You know, like I've said before, there's no reason that Ashanti is not as big as a J-Lo. There's no reason that Ashanti is not the one headlining the Super Bowl. Like, her back has to be tired from carrying J-Lo's career around all over her back. She was writing her songs, producing her songs, singing songs. And it was like, and that's the thing I never understood is, I guess, you know, as young girls, right, you feel like you're sleeping with this married man. He's the boss. He's the CEO of Murder, Inc. So, okay, whatever. She's young. She's in her 20s. She's enamored by that. But I'm, if I'm fucking... The CEO of Murder Inc. I don't understand how J Lo is getting all this great press, all these good songs. You know what I'm saying? Like, if I'm smashing you, why are you not putting me on the same level as J Lo? That would be my issue. So I think it's about time for Shanti tell her story. I want Shanti to spill the tea on what was really going on. Was he smashing J Lo too? Like, what? Like, what's the tea? Because they really went hard for J-Lo, and it never made sense to me. It's cause I'm, and this is not new tea. I told y'all that. I remember some a few Ashanti fans tried to come at me as I was being messy when I was like, um, I forgot what it was. It was some topic. I think it was about the J-Lo situation, her performance at the Super Bowl. And I was saying it should have been Ashanti. And I basically said the same thing I just said. I was like, I don't understand how Ashanti was smashing Irv 
why he wasn't doing more for her career. And Ashanti ain't never fuck with Irv. You being messy, girl, I'm not going to say anything that's not truthful, okay? One thing I don't do, I don't spread false information, not for clicks, views, and none of that shit. If I'm saying something, that's because I know it to be true. And if you've been peeping Irv's interviews over the years, he's always alluded that he smashed Ashanti. But for some reason, he's super pissed now. And I'm thinking it has to do with the publishing that now he's just putting it all out there. But if you're really a Murder, Inc. fan, he been dropping his that he was smashing Ashanti. So when I said that on Instagram last year, I meant what I said. And now he's basically validating what I was saying. Because it's true. If you're smashing the CEO and you're smashing the head guy, she should have been put in that position where she was killing it. She should have been, they should have been Jay-Z and Beyonce. Let me just say that. But you know, the, 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 the sad part is sometimes when you get with men in positions of power, they, they don't want you in that same position. They don't want you to get bigger than them. So they always got to keep you down a peg. Because he wasn't necessarily dating Jayla. You know, at the time, Jayla was doing her thing, whatever, running with Diddy and all that other stuff. So that might have been the situation as well. Let's bring it to modern day. Krishan and uh, what's his name? Blue face, tattooed face, whatever the hell his damn name is. Okay. These two are just always on social media clowning and one minute they're breaking up, the next minute they're back together. My point of bringing them into the conversation is to say this. The vibe I get from Blueface with this girl is that it was funny when she was the butt of all jokes. When people were just laughing at her, she was a clown, she had a missing tooth, you know. But now that she's starting to glow up and people are actually following this girl and she's becoming more relevant then Blueface, because her name is trending today. Like, literally, right now, I can go on Twitter. She was trending about an hour ago. She's probably still trending. Let me check. Like, she, she's always trending on Twitter for something. Right now, Blueface is trending. They're constantly trending for fuck shit. But I think that is a lot of his issues with her, is that now she he's supposed to be the bigger star. What song he sang besides Tatiana, I don't know. And those who I even know about the Tatiana song is because Cardi B jumped on the remix. I don't know any of Blueface's music. I couldn't name you another song besides Tatiana. And he's, he rapped off beat the entire time. No shade. So it seems like because she's starting to surpass his star level, it's bothering him. Even the fact that when she went and got her tooth fixed, he said that tooth is, you know, ever since she got that new tooth, she's acting new. No, because now we're seeing the full glow up. Now, because she looks even prettier, because she's really pretty, but now she looks even pretty with her full teeth. It was bothering him. But because she's so stuck on him, I'm going to go ahead and unscrew my tooth. So that's what I think might have been the situation with Irvin Ashanti, is that he didn't want to elevate her to a certain point because he wanted to keep her under you know, his thumb. You know, and she suffered a lot. Like when Murder, Inc. went down, her and Lloyd, they really went through it. And it's it's so funny that they're so mad at her. And well, not they, but Irv is so mad at her and going in on her. It just it doesn't make any sense. And it's starting to come off as corny. You know, regardless of what mistakes she had made or made back then when she was young and, you know, getting with him and all this other stuff. 
the way he's displaying it and talking about it, it's just it's just disrespectful at this point. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's just not okay. Uh, code says exactly Barry Gotti. Sorry, I said Barry Gotti. Chouse, the thing about Irv Gotti. <laughs> Barry Gordy always made Diana Ross look good. Irv Gotti's just hurt. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, Barry Gordy and Diana Ross had a whole baby together. He made sure his girl was out there. If I'm smashing her and impregnating her, she's going to be the star. But for some reason, he wouldn't do that with Ashanti. There's no reason that J-Lo ended up being bigger than Ashanti. And Ashanti was doing all the work. There's just no reason. Um, Elite Leo. Oh, I like that name. Elite Leo. I know that's right. <laughs> Says Corinne Steffens told us about Irv and Ashanti in her book years ago. Irv put it out there a few years ago on Grown Up Hip Hop Show. Exactly. This has always been around because remember... While Irv was smashing Ashanti, Ja Rule was smashing Corinne Steffens, and Corinne Steffens was smashing everybody else. So, I mean, I just find the whole thing just really funny and disrespectful at this point. He needs to stop. Let me see here. Um, Misty Blue. My good native sis, how have you been? She sent $5. She says, J-Lo was pushed by Tommy Matola to get back at Mariah Carey, I believe. And that can be a case, too. Because Tommy did a lot of shady shit to try and, like, ruin Mariah after Mariah left him and found, like, her new self. So that could be part of it as well. Somebody said Ashanti was 20 years old. Yeah, she was. She was old enough to fuck. I mean, what y'all what y'all want me to do? You know, the statute of limitations. I mean, she wasn't 14. She was a grown woman. She was 20. So to me, he definitely took advantage of her because she was young, but it wasn't anything illegal. Like y'all be trying to reach. I keep telling y'all, this ain't the channel. I don't, I, I'm not getting into the whole, oh, somebody's 25. They shouldn't be, you know, sleeping with. People are free to sleep with who they want to sleep with. If a, if, a, if they want to sleep with an old ass man, that is their right to do so. You know, y'all can't regulate people's coochies. I know y'all want to, but you can't. Okay. I keep telling y'all that. Y'all always want to bring this up. Oh, I don't like when older guys are dating 20 year olds. Why? Why are you so insecure? That is their business. It's legal. That is their business. You know what I'm saying? Eventually she'll wake up and move on, but people know what it is. You know, as long as, you know, it ain't nobody under the age, I could care less. So, you know, yeah, 20 is not a minor. I, I don't understand why some of y'all women do that. She was only 20 years old. <laughs> she wasn't 12. She was 20, okay? She was young. Yeah, she was a lot younger than him. But she was grown enough to know better. We're going to stop doing that as females. Y'all love to play this, this card. You should, at 20, you know you shouldn't be sleeping with somebody's husband. Okay? So she was grown enough to know better. We get it. She was young, but she was old enough to consent. So let's stop that. I hate when people do that. He's way too old to be messing with a 21-year-old. Why are you so precious? Let her enjoy her life. That's why people who was getting mad at Young Miami. I get it. She's kind of clowning and acting a fool for Diddy and acting all fake in love. But she knows what it is. I told y'all what it was when their relationship first started. I said, he's not taking her seriously. Y'all think he about to marry her? He didn't even marry Kim. 
He had came out here looking stupid for years. Y'all remember he was dating J-Lo. There are pictures online. It's Diddy and J-Lo. And literally five steps back is Kim Porter. Okay, so he treated Kim like trash and put her on the shelf like a doll and took her down when, you know, in between relationships and stuff like that. So, you know, if Carisha wants to date an older man and he wants to flew her out and all that bullshit, that is her business. Y'all be so mad at what these young girls are doing. If they're, if they're old enough to legally consent and they know what it is and they understand that type of relationship, then most likely this old ass man is not going to marry you. He's not trying to have no kids. He just wants to flash you on his arm. You're just the flavor of the month or the year. And they're cool with that. I have no issues with that. Y'all be trying to get so upset, you know what I'm saying, when young girls are just out here having their fun and knowing what it is. Date, you know? Live your life. At the end of the day, you got to understand what it is. Everybody has to make their own decisions in life. So, yeah, this ain't the channel where I'm about to be like, oh, my God. Oh, he talked to a 20-year-old. Yeah, a legal 20-year-old. You know, my issue is the disrespect. I don't care about the age because, like I said, she was old enough to know better. And he was grown as hell and had no respect for his wife. But, you know, again, in the fuckboy manual, never stop your wife from having you, you know, from letting you find true love. That's his mentality. So my thing is, at the end of the day, it's the disrespect. The disrespect that he's doing to her in 2022 is uncalled for. You know, calling her out her name and just putting everything out there, ruining my childhood song. It's uncalled for, Irv. You're doing too much fucking talking. Shit. These dudes are chatty patties. Somebody said they're only 11 years apart. Yeah. Well, a lot of y'all's grandparents. I mean, y'all keep acting like this whole age thing is something new. A lot of y'all's grandparents, grandpa be uh, 35, grandma be 16. Like a lot of y'all's grandparents ages are drastically different. You know, and that's how it was back then. Like I said, as long as it ain't no underage stuff, I'm not, I, I, I don't get pressed off that stuff. I've never gotten pressed off of that. My only thing is people who cannot protect themselves, which are children. Once you are over a legal age, they say it's legal and you want to sit here and, and, and you know, suck gray peen, that is your business. You're grown enough to do it. I'm not about to lose no sleep over it. But don't come back years later talking about, oh, this, this, and that. There's enough stories to let you know. A lot of old men messing with younger girls in their 20s, they're just doing it to make themselves feel good. They want your young energy. And if you're willing to give that up, then understand that. Somebody said, not great peen. I'm just saying. <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> um, let's see here. My grandparents are 21 years apart. Yep. Yeah, a lot of them are. Somebody said 20 is legal. Another person said, Pamela said 20 is naive. That's why guys go after them. Exactly. Yeah, I mean, it's it's young. But, you know, older guys are always going to go after younger girls. That's just what it is. And enjoy, you know, going out and being wined and dined. But just understand what it is. You know what I'm saying? And understand that a man, they're wired differently, right? So like for women, we're looking for security and money and to be taken care of and, you know, be comfortable. Not saying you got to be, you know, 
Elon Musk status, but you know, you want to be comfortable, right? That's what women look for. Men, especially if they're men who have money, men of power, they're not looking for you to be rich and have a bunch of degrees. They're just looking for looks, looks and ass. That's, that's, that's just what it boils down to. I didn't make the rules, okay? I didn't write the book of life. I just live in it. That's it. So they're not looking for you to be, you know, well-versed in anything. So at 20, they know you ain't got shit. You're probably living with your parents, probably in college. You know what I'm saying? You're probably a damn waitress somewhere, but they don't care because they're not looking for you to help build their empire. They're already established, you know? Yeah. Auntie Titi's giving y'all game, man. <laughs> not salt and pepper peen cherry. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, you know, that's just me being truthful. But again, also just understand, be careful. Don't let somebody use you and, and take your youth from you. Because ain't nothing worse than a woman who gets into a relationship. And I don't care if it's with an older man or any man. So let's just say that. You get into these relationships in your 20s. And they end up sucking the life out of you. Then by the time you break up and it ends, now you're, you know, 35 years old. You're angry. You're bitter. You feel like you wasted your 20s. So that's the only thing I'm going to say. <clears throat> Do not waste your youth on somebody who's not worth it. Understand what it is. But if you're looking for like a long-term relationship and somebody that you want to be with and build with, it's probably easier to do that with somebody around your age. Because I know a lot of bitter 40-year-old bitches. I'm not going to lie. Hoo-wee. I'll be listening to some of these stories like, y'all are really angry. They be in competition with their daughters, their cousins. I'm sorry. I've, I've just never been that tight. I'm the fun aunt where, you know, people come like, you want to come hang out? You want, yeah, I'm, I'm going to come kick it. But you're not my competition. Enjoy your life. If anything, I'm the sober driver. You know, y'all turning up. I'm like, everybody ready to go? <laughs> I'm the low-key babysitter. But I'm not about to get involved and be like, uh-uh, you can't talk to my niece. You can't talk to my little cousin. But I'm available. I don't do that. That's silly. People want what they want, you know? But yeah, just don't don't waste your time with anybody. I don't care if it's somebody your age, somebody older. You know, know what you want out of life as a as a female, as a woman. Know what you want, and if you want that, go after it. You know, but don't don't waste your whole time running behind a man who's not going to. If you want to be married, you want to eventually have kids. Is he serious? Will he be willing to commit to you? You don't want to waste your time playing house to somebody for ten years, and now you're in your thirties and you mad. And then you got to start all over again. So just be wary of that. Because for us as women, you know, we have a biological clock. And y'all can say, oh, you can freeze your eggs and all this. A lot of y'all don't have money to buy eggs. <laughs> y'all know them damn egg prices is expensive? $5 for a damn carton of eggs. I barely got money for that shit. Y'all talking about freezing eggs and y'all crying about the price of eggs in the store. So you can't depend on just freezing your eggs, you know, so... Don't waste your time. You know what I mean? If somebody's not serious, you know, have your fun. But understand, you got a biological clock that's ticking. So if you want to be married, you want to have children, you need to start working on that. And if you don't want that, that's fine, too. Not everybody wants kids. You know what I'm saying? They cost a lot of money and shit. So I get it. Not everybody wants kids. But, you know, just really, you know, prepare yourself. Don't waste your whole 20s chasing a bag and chasing gray dick. Okay? Message! <laughs> Oh my God, y'all got me cracking up in here. We got over 11,000 people. Shout out to everybody in here tonight. Hope y'all are having a good time.
Mm-hmm. Yeah, people in the hood time, I'm gonna just freeze my eggs. Girl, but you better let them get eggs get scrambled. 45 time about freezing your eggs. It's a bit too late, ma'am. <laughs> Uh, let's see here. Kimmy's Life says, I feel like Irv has been coming for Ashanti since she said she's going to record. We record her music. Yup. I said that last stream. I agree 100%, Kimmy. He's always hinted at sleeping with her, but the level of disrespect, I feel like because he feels like she's playing with his money. Because if she re-records her album, nobody's going to go listen to the original Ashanti album. We're going to go support her new shit. And the fact that she has to re-record her album instead of him doing the right thing says a lot about Irv Gotti. So when she records that, re-records that album, I'm going to be here for it. Because I love that album. Minus the happy song. <laughs> now that I know the, the, the true T behind that. Um, let's see here. Tamika Kelly says, hey T, love you. That story of the job that you had in the bunny suit lives in my head rent free. Oh my gosh. Yeah, I had a lot of people laughing with that. But you know what? Let me see if I can find the video. It looks like they're doing better now. Those costume people. Let me see if I can find one. <clears throat> there was one that went viral. Here it is. The Toy Story people. I'm going to show this to you. This had me cracking up. Woody wasn't playing. Huh? Y'all watch this video. Oh, I had to turn off the music. Sorry. So I'm going to narrate. You see Woody? You see Jesse? Now the kids are screaming for Jesse. She's over there dancing. Woody's trying to get her attention. He's still trying to get it. Damn, the music is on there. But they're all yelling for Jesse. Then she finally sees the kids. Jesse comes running. She's hugging. She's acknowledging the black kids. Uh-huh. She made sure to give them a kiss. <laughs> They said, you're not about to fuck up our bag. Uh-uh, we work too hard in these costumes. Jesse, you get your ginger ass over here now. She came running. So I love the fact, and that's what it's about. You know what I'm saying? Holding people accountable. Because our money spends too. So if I'm bringing my black child to come, you know, see y'all's parade, y'all gonna acknowledge these children. I'm not saying they gotta hug every kid because you can't hug every kid. But, you know, waving, acknowledging them that you see them. So I love the fact that she ran over there. She, they say a fuck Sesame Street. We're not, we're not having that here with the Toy Story gang, okay? So I love that. So thank you so much. Yes, that bunny costume, man. Y'all brought back so many memories and I was talking about that because I hadn't thought about that in years. But I said never again. Shout out to everybody who's had to wear a damn uh, costume with a big ass head on it to entertain children. I give y'all y'all's props because it is not easy at all. Uh, let's see here. Elite Leo said same thing with Cassie. How she was smashing Diddy for 10 years and all we heard was one single, Me and You, Baby. Yup. That was my song, too. Yup. That's the only thing we heard. She thought her career was going to be popping and he was like, no, I'm just going to use you and suck up your youth. And then eventually she ran off with the trainer and I'm not mad at her. And now she got two kids. Cassie's doing good. So, yeah, you can't let somebody drain you of your youth. Yeah, man, that bunny costume was no joke. Someone says Chuck E. Cheese got hammered up. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Um, Keisha sent $20. She says, hey, TT, my birthday is Friday. The past two years have been tough. God bless me today with an apartment and a moving on my birthday. When I say, hold on, pull it up. When I say with God, 
when I hold on when I say with God and your beautiful self, I'm making it. Love you. Hashtag Leo's. Hashtag God's blessings. Happy birthday to you. And I'm just really, really glad that God is blessing you and that you're going to be moving into your new apartment and starting a whole new chapter in your life. So thank you so much. I'm glad you're able to come through, you know, come to the stream and, you know, what I mean, celebrate with the Leo. So happy early birthday, sis. Um, let's see here. Uh, Shelly J. Sent 499. She says, Irv talking about he understands Ashanti wanted to be with Nelly. Um Sir, me too. Nelly was fine back in 2002 and still is. Exactly. I mean, the fact that he thinks that he has dominion over her body is just ridiculous to me. The man has a wife. Let's start there. He has three children, okay? And then you're thinking she's supposed to just be your side chick for life? Like she's not going to eventually want to move on and live her life? And she was with Nelly for 10 years. You know, she was with him for a long time as well. He didn't marry her, though. But then he married Miss Jackson, so I don't know what that was about. Because they were together for a long time. But maybe she didn't want to get married. Who knows? Um, somebody says, we need to do better, but it was okay for Vita and Mo, huh, Joe? Mm. I think that was during the versus battle when they were all going in on him. Mm-hmm. Thank you for the super chat, love. Um, Patricia sent $19.99. Thank you, Patricia. Okay, hold on. This screen is refreshing. Dom D sent $4.99. Says, hey, T, you're my birthday twin. Oh, that's what's up. Happy belated birthday. Says $7.29. Leo Gang, P.S., can you do a deep dive on the book of Revelations or the four horsemen of the apocalypse? Love you. <laughs> That's too deep for me, honey. Um, I don't know. Like when I do my deep dives, it has to be something I'm like genuinely interested in um, because then that just comes off the best. And I've never, I don't know, I've never really dwelled into that, but I'll look into it more and see. And if it's something that I'm really interested in, like telling a story, I will. But that's something I have to look into. Um yeah, that's interesting because people keep saying we're living in our last days with all the craziness and stuff that's going on. So that's real interesting. But thank you for the super chat. Um, Nalani says, hey, T, I hope this goes through. I've been a tea sipper since I was 16. I'm 22 now. Just became a member. Love everything you do and how you think. Thank you so much, pretty. Appreciate you. I like your picture. It's really pretty. Got all types of people here, man. I'm loving this. So let me go ahead. Um, I want to talk about this before I leave. I want to say this to, to for the end. So y'all know I have been following up on the Emmett Till case for years. I've been talking about this old crockety bitch, um, the one who got Emmett Till murdered. Okay. And so I told you guys, I think maybe two months ago, that a bunch of black folks in South Carolina were literally going from nursing home to nursing home to find Carolyn Bryant. Okay. They eventually found her. So they went in, they demanded that the grand jury indict her because she was a, a willing participant. She knew that young boy did nothing to her and she still basically caused, she was a cause of this young man's death. 
And so the young jury, the, the grand jury, excuse me, has come back with their decision. And Marnell had sent it to me. The other night I was pissed. I, I was not happy at all. Let me pull it up here. Once again, Mississippi. Received justice. In a little over a month since the warrant for Carolyn Bryant Dunham turned up in the basement of the LaFleur County Courthouse, protesters have kept up the pressure on authorities to act. And on that warrant for, June, for August 29, 1955, was Rob Bryant, J.W. Milam, and Mrs. Rob Bryant. And authorities from District Attorney Wayne Richardson all the way to Mississippi Attorney General Lynn Fitch have met those protests with relative silence. Each said only the minimum that neither thought there was enough evidence to pursue the case. Now we know Richardson secretly took the case to a LaFleur County grand jury. Tuesday, he announced that the week before, that grand jury, like others before, had found insufficient evidence to indict Donham. A family member of hers I talked to about the time the case went to the grand jury told me in no uncertain terms Ms. Donham remained in North Carolina with no plans to return to Mississippi. Meantime, protesters tell me the Till family had not been made aware of the presentation of the grand jury, much less its verdict. The family and the organizations are very disappointed uh, with uh, Doreen Richardson's and the DA offices and their decision to um, convene a grand jury uh, without uh, informing the community nor the family. Protesters have long said they would march in the streets if they didn't get action from authorities. They have made it clear this non-indictment does not satisfy their expectation. So what's next? Pushing petitions to the show uh, state and as well as the governor, our dissatisfaction with their decisions. So while we might expect the protests to continue, it seems clear the Mississippi justice system has once again washed its hands of the Emmett Till case for now. In Greenville, Dennis Turner, friend. All right. So I am very disappointed. Just because I just think it's BS. I don't think like just because you're old and in a nursing home and wearing a diaper that you shouldn't be held accountable for your sins, you know, and just to know, like, the tragedy of what happened to Emmett Till, you know, the way that he was just brutalized. And then to find out later on that she lied, she had over-exaggerated. He didn't whistle at her. He wasn't trying to get at her, you know. Um, they say that, you know, when you die, you can go to heaven or hell, you know, whatever, Maybe she'll just burn in hell for her actions. I don't know, because they're not gonna they're not gonna do nothing else and she's old. So I don't know. But she's trash. She's trash and her family's trash. Um, it sucks. It sucks. They really, you know, if she was so innocent, why was there a warrant issued for her arrest? You know, if she had nothing to do with it, then why would they issue a warrant for her? And who knows? Who's to say that she wasn't there getting off on that mess? And the sad thing is that, you know, this happened a lot. Imagine how many Emmett Tills there really are that will never get their story told, that to this day we have no idea that they were even missing or what happened to them. You know, this was only told because of his mother's strength. And it was because of him is what sparked the civil rights movement. So it, it's really sad. It's unfortunate, but I can't say I'm shocked because this is the same, you know, state. And no disrespect to people who live in Mississippi. I love all my good folks in Jackson, Mississippi. But, you know, let's just keep it real. This is the same state that allowed them to get off. 
you know, so we really shocked at this point. It's sad. So let me see here. Um, I want to talk about one last thing here before I go. Which is uh, young, young thug. He's been charged once again. It's not looking good. And they're, they're, they're really discussing now um, these lyrics. Should lyrics in rap music be used against rappers? So I'm going to go ahead and um, show y'all this news clip here. Give me just a second. Should an artist's lyrics be used against them in federal criminal cases? One lawmaker says no. Congressman Hank Johnson recently introduced a bill known as the Rap Act. This as Atlanta rapper Young Thug faces accusations. He co-founded a street gang tied to multiple murders. Fox News Ed reporter Christopher King speaks with Johnson about the bill. The Rap Act would limit how federal prosecutors could use an artist's lyrics in court. Congressman Hank Johnson says performers often play roles in their music that are not meant to be taken literally. Reality is not uh, always meant to be portrayed in an artistic expression. Should federal prosecutors be allowed to use the lyrics of recording artists against them in court? Congressman Hank Johnson says only in limited cases. The Rap App creates a presumption that Creative content is inadmissible until and unless the prosecution is able to establish certain facts. The congressman represents suburban Atlanta, including Decatur, Conyers, Lithonia, and Lilburn. He co-sponsored the Restoring Artistic Protection Act, or RAP Act. The RAP Act sets up a set of guidelines. He says it would protect an artist's creative expression and First Amendment rights. Freedom of speech freedom of expression. The bill would require federal prosecutors to prove the lyrics refer to the specific facts of an alleged federal crime. Prosecutors would also have to show the artist literally intended to carry out what they said in those lyrics. You should not be able to just simply put in uh, some lyrics and then say that this is the state of mind of the person who is accused. This after Fulton County prosecutors say Atlanta rappers Young Thug and Gunna were high-ranking members of a street gang tied to murders and shootings. Prosecutors say their lyrics are evidence of crimes. The case here in Fulton County demonstrates a need for guardrails to protect creative expression of artists. Again, this bill would only cover federal cases, not state or county level cases. Now, time is running out on this congressional session. So Congressman Johnson says he'll likely have to reintroduce his bill next session. In Midtown, Christopher King, Fox 5 News. Greg Mc should an art. OK, let me come back on the screen here. So they're not playing. They're not playing um, right now. They're saying that he's being charged with new charges i'm going to read this to you guys here really quick um but they're coming through his social media his lyrics um let me see here what were those new charges okay so they're saying he now faces new a new gang charge new drug charges possession of a firearm during the commission of a felony and possession of a machine gun so it's not looking good on top of this RICO case that he's under, it's not looking good. And 
I think the whole lyrics thing, I'll say this. I knew that was going to eventually happen where they're going to start looking at people's lyrics and using them against them because who was the whole crew down in Florida? All the little young boys in Florida, Queso and Spot 'em, Got 'em, and they had all those weird names. Um, <laughs> we try to keep up with y'all young people. And they'd just be like, like they, they, they're ruining classic songs by naming the names of their dead ops. Like when I see you and they turned into like a drill song. And then the other one ruined the Vanessa Carlson song. I'm like, what the fuck is this? And they're literally rapping about, you know, young men that they killed down there in Jacksonville. It's like the whole Jack, yeah, fool, yeah, Julio Fulio, thank you. The Julio Fulio crew. I knew y'all would know. Look, look at my, look at my, uh, on my ratchet <laughs> for idiots. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, who I smoke. Thank you. Look at that little herb. Look at that. Uh huh. Uh, yes, like they just, they ruined a thousand miles for me. Like, can I enjoy Vanessa Carlton? I didn't need y'all to remix it to who I smoke. Okay. And I remember when I first heard that, I'm like, damn, this is low key a bop. And then when I realized they were talking about real people who are missing, um, even in one of the songs, they talked about that young boy, Corbin, who's Corbin. And it ended up being a dance on TikTok. That was so sad. Because I didn't know. I'm like, you know, I'm older. So I'm just like, well, damn, who is Corbin? So everybody's invoking this young boy's name. And then I look at the backstory. Corbin went missing. They don't find his skeletal remains. Like, what is this? Why are we rapping about this? Like, it's so demonic to me. Like, if you're going to do dirt, why are you then putting it in the music? And I feel like the reason why they're putting in the music, because they're trying to use the music to influence and invoke these young people to go out and do that. I mean, even when you think about how they would always talk about the little boy who got killed in Chicago, Tuca, you know, always smoking Tuca and all this weird stuff. Like, why are they doing that? So I can see why they're why now prosecutors are saying if y'all are stupid enough to put your murders in a song and we can match what you're saying in your song to like the evidence that's on you. I, I can't I can't cry behind that because, again, there are certain things if you're doing dirt, you take that to your grave. That's what we used to say back in the day. There's certain things you take to the grave with you. So if you're bold enough to speak it publicly and say, yeah, I was there when such and such got shot. He had a red shirt and a FUBU hat. Oh, well, we found a body with a red shirt and a FUBU hat. Like, obviously you had to be there. How did you know? You know, so I don't feel bad when they're putting themselves in this situation. But I really think that that is what pushed them to really start fighting to, to uh, go through lyrics of songs is that whole beef that happened in Jacksonville because that, I mean, it, that whole situation, the whole Jacksonville, Florida guys, it led to like a bunch of back and forth retaliation, people dying, uh, queso in jail. I think they said he done told on his, no, his daddy done snitched on him. Him and his daddy did a murder together. Daddy said, I'm too, I'm too old and too handsome to be in here the rest of my life. Now he telling on his son. It's a whole mess. All this behind the rap game. You know, it, it's crazy. These dudes are living this life and then they're rapping about it. Then you got to really ask yourself, why is the music industry willing to push this? Why are they willing to co-sign this? Make this go viral. But when it's somebody rapping about love and doing something positive, that don't get no play.
they don't allow white artists like Justin Bieber and whoever else to make music pushing death to their community. You'll never see a Latin artist pushing death to their community. But it's like in our community, though, they allow it because they know that's what sells. And that's the sad part. That's why I always say a lot of things are on the consumers. If you don't buy it, you don't listen to it, you don't follow it, you don't watch it, then they're going to have no choice but to change the music. So, you know, I just, I don't know. It's it's really sad. You know, is it fair? Is it fair? Excuse me. You know, no, it may not be fair to him, but if he put these lyrics in his music and they're really tying it to real stuff, why would you do that? Why would you put that in your music if you really did it? You know, so people better wake up. If you're going to get into the music game and you're going to get into the drill game, you better be rapping about, you know, your your big homie up the streets, you know, dirt and not your own. Because if they can tie it to you, it's a rap. Remember, that's the same thing that happened with GS9 a few years ago. Bobby Schmurter, he did eight years. Him and Roddy Rebel took an eight-year deal because of all the things they were saying in that song, Hot Nigga, was true. I'm like, damn, and everybody was dancing and doing the little dancing shit. We not know they done killed the boy who, who twirled around and died. We didn't know that they literally shot that person. We thought it was a song. That is just really creepy when you really think about that. That is really creepy that people are dancing and, and you know, having fun to music and there are real bodies behind those songs. So I don't know, but I do also feel like this. Now, I got to be honest. I don't like the fact that it's always hip hop being picked on, okay? So I also feel like, so is this going to apply to other genres as well? Like I said, you're not going to have a lot of white stars talking about, you know, I'm a savage and I'm, you know, I got bodies. Yeah, they don't rap like that. But they be talking about some racy shit too. We're not going to act like they don't, okay? So we're going to peel back the, the lyrics of rock and roll, uh, the lyrics of heavy metal, you know? Some of them say some real racy shit too. So I think if we're going to say that we're going to use um, rappers lyrics against them, it should be everyone. It shouldn't just be rappers because some genres, you know, there's like there's horror rap. There's all types of like weird genres. So I don't know. Yeah. Rock music can be off the chain. They're always country music, too. They're always talking about, you know, sleeping with. I don't know. She was barely legal. <laughs> Not my little country accent. <laughs> She's legal, but barely. <laughs> I asked her daddy for a hand in marriage. <laughs> Did I just make up a country song while I was sitting here? <laughs> Y'all know them country songs be suspect too, honey. I'm sorry. Be like, what did he say? <laughs> so if we gonna pull back the lyrics of every, you know, of, of hip hop, we need to do it to every genre, okay? Because they be suspect shit in a lot of songs and a lot of genres. The only difference is they're not talking about dropping bodies. And we need to stop this whole, you know, um, I've said this before when I did a podcast with B.L. Sherelle. You got to call these kids what they are. You know, stop calling them savages, goons. Oh, they dropped a body. Like some of these dudes are serial killers. Like if this was, like I told y'all before, this was a white man in Oklahoma somewhere in like the hills. And he got caught, you know, he killed seven people. He killed seven prostitutes. They would call him a serial killer. But when it's a rapper in Chicago and they're known to have all these bodies, 
oh, he's a savage. He's a demon. No, he's a serial killer. Stop glamorizing bullshit. It's really sad. Let me see here. I'm going to uh, read a few more, then I'm going to get ready to go. Uh, it's on, baby. Says, hey, T, looking angelic in white, showing your light despite any color. I rock with you. Also, have you heard about Jeanette McGurdy's memoirs? I've started on it and I was shook it. I've been hearing about it and all the stuff that she's going through. I think it's called I'm Glad My Mom Died. Like, even the title is very creepy. And it makes me feel like, what did her mom have her involved in? You know, she's a part of that whole Nickelodeon camp, Dan Schneider. So I do. I, I might have to go, where do we get it? Is on Amazon? I might have to get that. Because one thing, Jeanette been spilling tea over the past, like, two years. I think now that her mom is dead, she's like, I don't care. I don't have to, you know, worry about anybody, like, trying to shut me up or shame me. She's been spilling a lot of tea. So I'm going to have to check that out. But thank you for the super chat, love. Um, let's see here. Uh, Aaliyah says, just showing love. Been following since I was 16. I turned 28 tomorrow. Happy early birthday, Aaliyah. Thank you so much for coming through, sis. Divine and Beautiful says, I dated older men when I was younger and sometimes I regret it, but I learned a lot and did live my life through folks need to live their life, period. Love you, T. Love you too, sis. Yeah. You know, people are going to do what they want to do at the end of the day. But again, it's about, you know, learning from other people's mistakes and just knowing how to play the game. That if you're going to, you know, date older guys and go out with older guys, just understand that nine times out of 10, they're not trying to wife you up and, you know, have kids with you and all that stuff. They've kind of, you know, lived their life. Now they're just trying to suck your energy. So you need to know when to get in and get out. So that way you don't miss out on you having a happy life and getting married and having kids and stuff. So thank you for the super chat, love. Um, Shan said another $50 says, if we use rap lyrics, can we use lyrics of those singers from rock singers who slept with underage girls, Jagger, Aerosmith, and Kiss? Exactly, exactly. And remember, Steven Tyler, honey, he had a whole, what, she was like 15-year-old girl. The parents basically gave her to Steven Tyler. That was his whole living girlfriend. But y'all was not ready for that conversation. And it was, you know, the 70s and 80s. But you had like a whole 15-year-old girlfriend. And they were together for years. She got pregnant by him. He made her get an abortion. They had like a whole, like, legit relationship. So, yeah, I think they had to go into other genres as well. Don't just single out hip-hop. Go into other genres. Um... Adores Aaliyah since 94. Hey, sis. She sent 10, says, hey, T. Sis, you never miss with the truth, even when it's early, T. That's why I nicknamed you T-Girl Damas. Thanks for always being unapologetically you. Thank you so much, sis. I appreciate you, and thanks for coming through. I still got that nail polish, too. I still be using it, so thank you. Um, Let's see here. Uh, Kayla, hold on, just disappeared. Kayla Hawkins says, Emmett Till's memorial was recently made bulletproof. Wow. Why would they make his memorial bulletproof? That's sad. That says a lot. And then she says, uh, don't rap about your crimes, duh. Be snitching on yourselves. Exactly. Exactly. Thank you for the super uh, chat, sis. Uh, Keenan Early Cut says, that's exactly why I don't like rappers like NBA Youngboy. It's not one sign where he's not mentioning shooting and killing. It's draining. Mm. 
I feel you. I know his new album dropped, I think, like Friday. So I, I, I listened to one song. I was saying like, oh, his album dropped. Listen to this. You know, I'd be trying to stay in the loop, child. I listened to the one song. It was okay. Um, I haven't listened to the whole album, so I don't know how many bodies he dropped on this album. I have no idea. But yeah, I mean, between him, Dirk, and, you know, the whole crew, they all rap about this stuff. And the thing is, now the feds are watching. Are these really just, you know, figments of your imagination? Or are these real people attached to these names and these songs and these bars? You know, so that's the part that's frightening. Um, thank you for the super chat. Uh, King Neptune says, my Puerto Rican ex told me the music, the Latins be blasting out loud, be about murders and basically their version of trap gangster music. I've heard about that, but that's like a certain genre. It's like Mexican drill music. Let me see if I can find some. It, I forgot what it's. I've heard of it, though. I forgot like the name that they call. Maybe y'all can like write it in the in the chat. But yeah, and they like write about like really, really, they rap about like really, really crazy stuff. And a lot of it like is in Spanish. Let me see if anybody knows what I'm talking about. I've heard it. Sometimes you can find it in English. No, not regular. Who, it ain't right. Anybody. No, not reggaeton. Reggaeton is fun and you know, you dance. Y'all are silly. They don't wrote reggaeton. No, not that. No, it's like Mexican drill music. Oh, that's the name. It's called Corridos. Corridos. Okay, they wrote in the chat. Thank y'all. Shout out to my Mexicans. Thank y'all. Yeah, I've heard it. it's really crazy, but that's like a subgenre. That's not what you're. It's not going to be on the billboard. Is basically what I'm trying to say. Um, let's see if there's anybody talking about it. It's all in Spanish, and I don't want to play it in the event. Oh, this one looks really hardcore. Yeah, I don't want to play it in the event I get copyright, but yeah, they have like they be having guns. It looks like it looks like little Chicago and Mexico child. Let me see if I can play y'all this video. Hold on, let me show y'all. If they play music, I'm gonna mute it. But they be like running around with guns and rapping about doing all types of stuff. Hold on. Okay. Already starting. Okay, I don't want to play it. Let me see if I can, like, there was, like, in the preview of the video, they were showing people, like, jumping out with guns. Hold on. Oh, so now the thumbnail got me? Now I'm not seeing it. Like, they had in the, in the thumbnails, like, a bunch of, like, guns, and they were dancing. But I'm not seeing it in this video. I don't know. But anyways, y'all going to have to look it up. They wrote the name in the chat. But, yeah, they be rapping, like, real, like, hardcore, you know, killing stuff in that type of music as well. But, again, like I said, it's a sub-genre. It's not like you're not going to see that like on the Mexican or the U.S. billboards. It's not going to be like number one on iTunes. It's a subgenre. But whereas with hip hop, that's a major genre. So whatever they talk about is going to be number one on the billboard, is going to be global. You know, this is like a small pocket. Somebody said there's trap reggaeton. Oh, I didn't know they made trap reggaeton. 
Mi familia from the shy. That's what's up. They call it narco corredo. Cord oh gosh, corridos. Yes, it's narco music. That's what I was trying to figure out. What was like the before, like you know, like what what before that? Yes, it's called like narco music. Yeah, like if y'all Google it, there's like a whole backstory. It goes really crazy. Yeah, cause a few like my Mexican friends in LA, they put me up on it. I'm like, what is this? And they be talking like, you know, you like sometimes they rap in English and Spanish, and it goes really hard. It's like a Mexican version of like trap and drill, but they be talking like some about killing and um the, the, the cartels and all that shit, child. Mm-hmm. Them them LA uh, Mexicans put me up on that. Yeah, look, Bobby girl says TV knowing for real. You they put you get some real good friends in LA. From the Mexican community, they're going to put you on stuff that you ain't never known about. But, yeah, they put me up on that. Mm-hmm. There's, like, different names and stuff. But, like I said, the difference between that, you see how most people in the chat did not even know what we were talking about? The difference between that is that narco drill rap, narco corrido. I know I'm mispronouncing it, so I apologize. Um, it's not mainstream. You have to really go and search for it. It's underground. So that's the difference, though. So, yeah, I mean, like, every country has, like, well, not every country, child, but, you know, Different cultures in some countries have like a darker side of music. But again, that's not what's really being promoted as their main music from their culture. You know, but we're with us, it's hip hop and a lot of that hip hop stuff, not all, but some, you know, can be very, very low vibrational. <laughs> all, my, all my Chicanos, all my Latinos, they're in the house. <laughs> I love it. Somebody said there's also a German, German rappers. Yo, remember when I did my Dubai video? If you haven't seen my Dubai video, there's this little boy. Um, to me, he's little. He's he's grown. He's like 21. So to me, he's, you know, he's older than my child. Young man. Um, but when I tell you, he does drill rap in Italian. And his shit goes hard. I can't even front. I don't know what he's saying because I don't speak Italian. But remember, I put the song in my Dubai video. Oh yeah, he goes hard. He's a du He's a uh, his song is called Dubai, and he's an Italian um, drill rapper. And people be talking. He's a he's a cute little kid, but he goes so hard. Let me see if I can find it. Yeah, he's yeah. It's it's in that video. But people, a lot of people think that he's Latino. Yeah, Ronda, uh, Rondo, Rondo X. Um, it's called Rondo X Dubai, but his name is Rondo Sosa. But if I show you this video, you'll think like it's like some little cute little Puerto Rican kid. He's rapping in Italian. But you would think like this was like in America. <laughs> that shit goes hard out, catch up. world i don't give a damn listen to it all hoodie but that shit goes hard i'm like what so i've checked out like a lot of his songs but i don't know what he says i don't i don't know you know what i mean it's just all in the time with the beat and everything so yeah there's like a sub genre of drill rap and you know hardcore you know low vibrational type music in every you know culture but it's not promoted like you have to look for rondo salsa most people don't even know. So that's why a lot of people think that he's like Latino or Puerto Rican, but he's not. He's full Italian, you know? 
Listen, I said all I heard was Shakira, Shakira, and I that's what I heard too. But I don't know if he's talking about Shakira or if Shakira means something in Italian. I don't know, child. But that song goes so hard. <laughs> that's why I used it in my Dubai video. <laughs> Somebody says they love Korean trap music, but it's not about killing. I didn't even know the Koreans were making trap music. Look how American culture, like, really, especially, like, black American culture, like, really spreads around the globe. You know, like, we, we um, you know, like, things here in America, like, hip-hop, trap, drill, like, they really lay the blueprint where a lot of countries and other cultures follow. Like, that's dope. I didn't even know they had that in Korean. That's very interesting. Yeah, I've never, I honestly, I don't listen to Korean K-pop. People ask me all the time, what do you think about K-pop? I couldn't tell you one K-pop song. I just, I, I feel I'm just too old to be sitting here listening to a bunch of Korean kids that are like, I don't know how these kids are. They look real young and they don't speak no English. I just don't have time to decipher. I don't know what they're saying. They just, they seem happy though. They seem happy and, you know, fruitful and having a good old funky time on stage. But I just, I can't, yeah, BTS, I can't do that. Now my blogger, the one that writes for me, uh, Madia, the one that runs my Instagram, she's a big K-pop fan. So she's always excited. She's like, can I put, no, unless it has something to do with hip hop, this is not a K-pop page. So she'll send me stuff. Oh, this is going on in K-pop. That's cute. We can talk about it in the DMs. <laughs> I don't know. I can't get into K-pop. I feel like I'm too old for it. I don't know. I, I just feel like I'm too old to be like, oh, my God, the latest K-pop song. Like, no, I can't. Uh-uh. Yeah, the BTS stands are funny. I be seeing y'all on Twitter. They be going hard. I be like, damn, I wish. Oh, goodness, they go hard. All the BTS members are 30. Are they that old? Because when I say they look like they about 16, 17. I didn't know they was that old, honey. Shaq had the hardest R&B album. <laughs> What's up, Doc? Can you rock? What's up? I remember that. Shaq and the Fool Snickers. <laughs> I remember that. That was so funny. That was like, he, Shaq could really rap. Don't sleep on Shaq. Okay, he's not just a basketball player. He could really rap back in the day. Still is my father because my biological didn't bother. Oh, oh, what do you know? Biologicals on the Ricky Lake show. What do we want? He wants some money from me, but he can't get mad. That shit used to go hard. <laughs> Why do I still remember that song? Oh my, yes, Shaquille O'Neal had a rap album. Don't play with Shaq, baby, okay? Us 90 kids remember. Look, Bobby said T really be known. Y'all remember that song? When he made that whole diss track towards Phil, I mean, excuse me, towards his biological father, because his biological father ended up going on the Ricky Lake show and was like, yeah, I'm Shaq's father. He don't do nothing for me. He ain't gave me no money. He's rich. He's taking care of his stepfather. Shaq said, oh, you want to go on the Ricky Lake show? Oh, okay. And drop the diss track, child. Don't play with Shaquille O'Neal, honey. Yes. Look, all the 90s kids, remember that? Yep. Shaquille O'Neal used to go hard. <laughs> he had a whole rap album. We, man, I'm telling you, 90s kids, we love Shaq. We, Shaq was like our, well, Michael Jordan was, you know, basically retired by then. But like Shaq was like the new fresh thing, you know, before Kobe and all that stuff. No, Michael Jordan was still around. But yeah, like we really went hard for Shaq. Like he really was one of the first to really merge hip hop with the NBA. Like he did so much stuff outside of the NBA. He really did acting, rapping. 
Oh, yeah, Shaq has skills. We're not going to do that. I'm just mad I still remember those lyrics. Like, <laughs> that's how you know I'm a 90s kid. I wrote that shit down. Because that's what we used to do back then. When you want to memorize something, you'd write it down. You'd write the lyrics to the songs. And I still had these songs in my head. I'll never forget that. Oh, oh, what do you know? Biologicals on the Ricky Lake show. And you had that deep old voice. <laughs> Man, I got to get off of here. I've been out here for two hours, y'all. Oh, my gosh. Um, Valerie uh, Chisholm sent me $99.99. Thank you so much, Valerie. Appreciate you, sis. I hope you guys had a good time. Hope you enjoyed the stream. Appreciate you. Um, let's see here. Um... Lucy King Neptune says, I wish you did in cause on the lies. I had something to add. It wouldn't sound like trap music. It would sound like regular Mexican music. <laughs> Thank you so much. Um, I am honey says, happy belated birthday, T. Just passed. Mine just passed on the 26th. Will you please do a DD on the oh a, a deep dive on the dark side of Nick and Disney? I appreciate your work. Now, something like that I would definitely be interested in because there's a lot of stuff on Disney I've been wanting to cover for a while. So I would definitely be interested in that. So thank you for the uh, super chat. Let's see here. Tatiana says, hey, T, send a love from the UK, but I'm from Portugal. Love your content. Thank you so much, Tatiana. Appreciate you. Um, Nene says, check out the Charleston White interview with DJ AK on YouTube. He speaks the truth on King Von. Matter of fact, I watched it yesterday. For some reason, everybody in my house is on this Charleston White kick. So I watched it. I like him. He says a lot of true stuff. You know, I'm not mad at him. He says a lot of truth. I saw the interview with DJ Ack. I saw the interview that he did with, I think, uh, Say Cheese TV. He that I watched that whole, I think it was like a two-hour interview. I really liked it. He said a lot of real stuff. And you know, we have to start being honest with these conversations. Like you can't say the hip that's why I say it's a lot of hypocrisy in hip hop. Everybody's supposed to feel away when this rapper dies, but then when this rapper goes through something, it's funny and it's okay and this and that. You know, everybody that's what the shooter's supposed to do. You know, everybody's a shooter, and then when the shooter actually shoots, now nah, y'all are mad. Like it, it that doesn't work for me. And I talked about that when I did my King Von videos and the little Tim situation. I've been said how I felt about the situation. You know, y'all y'all gotta decide what side of the fence y'all wanna be on. Either y'all are promoting this. Oh, did my did I just crash? Oh, I think YouTube is trying to get me off. Okay, y'all can still see my page crashed for some reason. But um, yeah, people have to decide what side of the fence they want to be on, you know. You, you can't excuse one and then be upset at another. So on that note, I think YouTube is like trying to get me out of here because my like screen crashed. It came back up though. Okay, good. I'm still good. Okay, I can't. All my super chats just disappear. So I can't even read them anymore. But thank you guys. Thank you to everybody who came today. I hope you guys enjoyed this stream. It was good catching up with you guys. Thank you to everyone who sent the super chat, who joined the membership. I appreciate y'all. So on that note, you guys, enjoy the rest of y'all's evening. I will talk to you guys later. Bye, everyone.